Hey, all right, welcome to the Tuesday Show. My name's Ultra D. And I am apparently James J.C. Hensor. Not sure. Not sure what the last name It may name be is. in the name. Yeah, I know. Of the, the show. Not sure what the last name Chen. It is J.C. Hensor Chen. Uh, first off, I got to let you know. That was the first time that I ever heard Felicia's theme, and uh, I didn't love it. Oh man! But see, I was I was, I listened to it way back when it was in like the nineties. Oh, okay, you know? yeah, I described it as being the most nineties song. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So we're gonna talk about several things uh, today. Uh, we're gonna be talking about this FGC free agency news that just mm-hmm. broke earlier today. That some Echo Fox players have been let go. What that may mean, and so forth. We're going to talk about some results from the past weekend, including Thunderstruck in Mexico, uh, TXT down in Bogota. I think there was something else. Maybe Topanga League. Anyway. Big, the big house. The big house. Yes. Uh, we're going to have a little 5-5 matchup. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. So, let's yeah, talk not about... not a ton of stuff. Oh, we'll also talk about uh, the infiltration thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, why it's so hard to get court documents. It's taking right? a while, and I'll kind of go on. At least, I, I don't know personally what's happening, but I'll give a little bit of a legal sort of background into why it may okay. be taking so long. Okay. So. okay, cool, cool, cool. I always like it when we get the legal talk Lawyerly. from lawyer talk mm-hmm. from Ultra David. That's my job. Right. So All right. It's well, a lot more interesting than if I sat here and talked about coding. I don't know. Lot. I think that would be interesting. <laughs> why not? It's basically the same, but you're, I'm coding Contracts. civil society. I mean, you know what? It's actually, you're right. It is very similar. I really think it is. You're trying to write uh, like like uh, contracts that don't have any of the loopholes and you're right. trying to find all the bugs. Those are programs for the business yeah, relationship. Uh-huh, uh, and you're trying to make sure you don't leave any unhandled situations, yes. which is all coding is about. I'm telling too, you, but I'm telling you. They're you similar. know what? That's actually interesting. I never really yeah. thought about yeah. that. I never thought about that. Oh, I yes, code right. civil society. Yeah, haircut. You got a haircut. It looks That's nice. It. I like yeah, it. I just got it today. So, so uh, the news that came out earlier today is that three players from Echo Fox have been let go. Those players are uh, Scar and Theo and Punk. Right. And that's actually really surprising to me because okay. Punk hasn't even been on the team for a year. He joined it in March. We looked up the date before we went on the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's very it's very recent for him. Um, you know, it, it's been a common feature of esports teams throughout the FGC and really just throughout esports in general mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that players are let go, players are picked up, right? There's always this kind of revolving door. It's never right. one one team stays the same forever. The closest I think the F- FGC ever got to that was EG, which had the same sort of two or three or four players for five years, mm-hmm. maybe longer than that. Um, Ricky's still on EG, mm-hmm. and she joined EG in, I got to say, 2011 or 12, <laughs> yeah, like a I long know, time right? ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But other than that, it's very common that, that players move around to different teams. Yeah, I mean, what's interesting about this, though, is that, you know, um, there's, there's obviously a lot of very strong players there. Yeah. And it's surprising to me that Punk of all people was let go now yeah. obviously punk hasn't had the success that he had since uh you know uh between season one and season two that little like year period between the second half of season yeah. one and the first half of season two he was maybe the best in the world but i mean no like nobody has had that success since then except maybe tokido and and even tokido is not going to end up with as many grand finals as punk had last year which i think was like 24 right uh-huh it was like nobody's gonna have that again mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And so it's it's actually kind of crazy to me that they let him go. I mean, yeah. that's not to say that it's also not crazy to me that they let go Scar and Theo, who have been doing really well, right, of late, or not. I think that's less surprising, to be frank. Okay, um, okay. Scar was definitely top five in MKX, mm-hmm, maybe top mm-hmm. three. In Injustice 2, it was never like that. Right, but here's the thing, right? We all know that MK11 has to be on the horizon. It has to be on the horizon. You have two of the premier MK players, right? That could potentially just, you know, once MK drops, it'll be they'll be back to form again. It, it definitely could be that. That that said, we don't know when that game's coming out, if ever. We're all just speculating. We're like assuming that it'll be out next year, like it always does, right? After two years, <laughs> true, um, true. But there's no actual word on that. And when it comes to how much money Echo Fox spends, uh. I so as a lawyer, some of the players are clients of mine, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I help them negotiate contracts or even just review the contracts to make right. sure they're yeah, not yeah, getting screwed. Yeah, of course, of course. Some, it can be as hands off as that. Sometimes right. I'm in nitty or grittier, but yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, coding some contracts. Yeah, <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I don't know what all of the business relationship programs, aka contracts, are between Echo Fox and the players, but I can tell you from the ones that I've seen, they are giant, okay. giant. Okay. I mean, I I would say. In some cases, three to four times what other players are getting. Other oh. good players oh, are getting. Dang. Okay. Like, okay. like they're okay. very large. Uh-huh. Uh, and I don't, again, I don't know what they all look like, but the ones that I've seen are huge. So they are spending a ton of money. And and I I feel like I've said in the past on the show that I was surprised that they were doing that as much as they were. That they're mm-hmm. picking up as many players, and that right. they again I don't know all their con- their salaries. I'm not sure that they're all that high, but. Um, they're not going to be bad from that team, that's for sure. So they're spending a lot of money. Um, and by the way, it wasn't just the FGC team that was let go. Also, their Call of Duty team was let go. Uh, and now I, I literally just read this before I went on the air, but there was another team as well that people will remind me in the chat. So it's not just Gears the Gears of War. of War. Thank you. Okay. Um, it's not just the FGC team. They are paring it down Dang. to some degree. Okay, so that... Is a, is a scary sign right there, right? I mean, look, we've talked about this, how many teams come and go, and they just disappear on us and everything, or promising teams will just disappear and all their players get dropped, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, a lot of these companies do function off of investors, venture yeah. capitalists, those kind of things like that. And so really, honestly, it's just another sign of how volatile the esports industry really is. You know, you could be punk. I mean, like I said, he's kind of on the come up, back up. Like, I feel like he's getting yes, back. Yeah, yeah. Recently, he's doing really well. And sure. he's getting back up to that point right now. But, you know, it's just how, this is how volatile this, this industry is. Right. And, I just, I don't know, what, what are your, like, you've often talked about the volatility of this. You're like, you know, i got to keep my day job. You know, yes. I keep thinking to myself, do I need to go back to a day job, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, it's been rough. And uh, it, this is just kind of a sign of that whole entire thing. And I don't know, it makes it, I feel like it's, you know, these players really have to make sure they stay relevant and they stay yeah. uh, competitive and they are good Again, not only just at playing the game, but also at presenting themselves. Yes. You know? Yeah. Look, there, as a player, you can you can only somewhat control where you end up in um, tournament placings, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Only to some degree, you can control a lot how much you're doing in terms of social media and content production and things like that that can help you right. maintain a, a public profile mm-hmm. that can help mm-hmm. maintain fans that are important for esports teams. Right. So I wish that the players were doing more. Um, but you're right that there is volatility, and what I've heard. 
just recently was that a couple of big venture capitalists were planning to pull out of esports teams, mm. and and I didn't know which capitalists, which VCs those were. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't know which teams were affected. I don't know that Echo Fox is one of them. Right. right? I uh-huh. just, this is speculation. Yeah. I, I got to flash the word speculation. I was like, nah. Right. For speculation. Sure. Speculation. For sure. Right. Exactly. It definitely could be unrelated. But because um, you know that first part is going to get clipped, and now it's just going to be clipped without the whole speculation. Yeah, That's how yeah, it works for sure. on the internet. So it's probably happening right now because you said it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So so there is some volatility in it, and and I I think we've also addressed this in the past that I I believe that there's a little bit of a bubble in in esports that's forming, uh, maybe has formed already, not to the degree that it has existed in a couple of times before. Like it's right. not going to be the total blow up that happened in like the mid late zeros, but. Um, you know, can you can you is an Overwatch team really worth twenty million dollars? Like, I don't, you know, <laughs> that that seems like a stretch yeah. to me. So, uh, uh, I, yeah, there there is volatility. I think that's to be expected. I think as a player, it's definitely unfortunate. But like like we said, wish that the players were doing more in terms mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. creating their content and, and public persona. Um, I do think that there is an encouraging sign from this, which is that okay. uh, the two games are being let go entirely, right? COD and mm-hmm, Gears. Mm-hmm. Some fighting game players are sticking around. I feel like in times past, it may have been that fighting game oh, players yeah, yeah, were yeah. just dumped. Uh-huh. They were the first ones to For, go, usually. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so the fact that there are some players sticking around still is good. Uh, it, you know, Justin Wong is not is not just... Uh, I mean, he's he's both sides of it, right? He's he's both an excellent player, finishing well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and also very well known. He does a great job when it comes to social media. Mm-hmm, he makes mm-hmm. stuff. He just put up like a food vlog. Like he does all <laughs> these, he? like yeah, yeah. he does like all these things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so he's okay. not somebody that you're gonna let go. And, and I'm I'm glad that a big esports team recognizes that they 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 see value mm-hmm. in at least some players in the FGC, even when they're having to make decisions about which players to let go. And which which even games to stop supporting in general, uh, s- still some fighting game players are are sticking around. So I think that that is an encouraging sign. At right. Least. I mean, it's it's kind of an interesting situation because I know a lot of these esports teams. I've talked to different players before in the past. You know, I won't name any names of players or organizations, but I don't think I have to because I, they're all like this. But I've heard stories about people talking about. Like it's almost like some of these people don't quite understand the volatility of competitive gaming. Mm. It's like if you're not winning every single event, they're like, "We're disappointed in you." And right, it's like, right, "What right. the hell?" Like that's not even possible. No. Like I don't care what game you're playing, unless it's melee, right? Unless it's melee. Even, even still, I mean, there's a handful of guys, but nobody wins every event. Right, exactly. And so it's it's. I've heard that there are these organizations that are like, "Oh, you're not winning everything." Oh, we can't keep you anymore. And it's like, dude, that's nuts because nobody wins everything except maybe like Sonic Fox, right? (laughs) And Tokido, which Echo Fox is keeping those two. So, you know, they're obviously not going anywhere. Or at least I hope not. Not, Right. Knock on wood because who knows what the hell. I mean, if you're you're letting those guys go, then there's big problems. Mm -hmm, Because those those people just stick around. Then then I would have to ring up Rick Fox and be like, what's going on, What's up, Rick? What's going on, bro? Hey, Ricky. Yeah. Oh man! Yeah, I think that's uh... so. So anyway, I do I do find a little bit of encouragement in it, but I I think that it's um, it's correct to say that there's just like inherently volatility in esports, and it's gonna take 
I feel a really long time for that to go away. Yeah, but the crazy thing is, Decades, Puck, literally. Puck not being at tip-top competition, that's oh, that's kind of a scary thing. People in the chat right now are talking about how Punk was expected because he wasn't in tip-top competition. But the crazy thing about it is, that's a problem because that's the expectations he set for himself mm-hmm. with the success that he had early, right? Because some of these, some players haven't been that successful recently. People haven't been winning as much, right? But again, I feel like Punk is doing normal uh, compared to what like a lot well, of other strong well. players I mean, are. By, you know? by doing well, as we'll talk about it, Thunderstruck over the past weekend, he actually put himself into a likely qualifying position for Capcom Cup, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? He's mm-hmm. got a great chance at it now. He's at the end of it, um, but he, he can definitely qualify now. So he's like in the top 25 in points in the world. He's not doing bad. <laughs> right. What are you talking about? And, but you know what? Maybe he also knew he was being dropped and that kind of motivation, oh, you know, kind of helps. Because I'll tell you one thing, you know, this happens in sports all the time, right? A player gets this max contract signed yeah. to some crazy team and all of a sudden they just stop playing. <laughs> like, heard. there's this, there's, like, it's not intentional. It's not like the guy's like, I'm comfortable, yeah. but it's just somehow that kind of, that, that hunger maybe just disappears a little bit, you know? So, I don't know. Maybe that happened for Punk, right? I, I don't know. It, I would like to know, and I don't, whether he knew in advance. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I I mean, I'd like to think that he didn't find out like the hour, an hour before he was put in public, <laughs> but you never know. Right. You never know. I, I, I don't know how it worked. Um, yeah, well, I mean, so someone in the chat, Gamer Till Death, mentions that, you know, he has less followers on Twitter than other guys, and that's a situation as well, right? I mean, uh, I still remember having, I've told this story many times, having this conversation with Flocker. Mm-hmm. Was you know uh, after he won Evo, mm-hmm. he didn't do anything on social. 3. Yeah, in Marvel Three, he wasn't doing anything on social media, and mm-hmm. I was kind of chastising him about that, right? And he's like, "I don't get it. Like, fifty thousand or almost a hundred thousand people watched me win Evo on stream, right? And and why isn't that more important than having you know ten k followers?" And I was like, because probably most of those people on stream were rooting for Justin. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, let's be honest here, right? And and also in a situation is when people are following you, they want to hear what you have to say. That's why they're following you, right? And so, you know, it is kind of a a fucked up thing to say, but there's actually, there's truth to it, right? I'm I'm just trying to bring the perspective into him. It's not like... Not like when a team wins the NBA Finals, everyone who watches goes, yay, that team! Yeah. There's going to be like a half people who are just like, God, stupid team, you know, like that kind of thing, right? And so, you know, yeah, exactly. And Justin had that crazy loser's bracket run. I remember I cried that year after the Grand Finals because of how hard Justin... It was the same (laughs) reason why I cried when Gamer B, you know, both of them had those loser's bracket runs and then they just fell short at was the that, end. Th- were those the same year? No. It wasn't the same so. year. No, no, no. Okay, but okay. like both of them made me cry. Okay, so, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, I think that uh-huh. year that Justin, that Flocker won, I think that was the most toasted I ever got at Evo. <laughs> 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 I think I finished a whole handle of tequila that day. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, oh, man, man. There was a, I think there was a lot of, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Or so. But uh, but the whole point is that social media is a very important aspect of it, and regardless of whether or not you can't can or cannot follow him because of work, Sonic Fox has a really you know has a really uh, powerful social media Sonic presence. Fox is, yeah, 
for sure, for sure. He he's he's fantastic at it. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. He 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 brings in. This is true, Jonesy. He says everything makes me cry, and that is Aww, ad- that's, that's actually true. It's actually true. Yeah, and it, you know, Sonic Fox brings in like dedicated crowds. He's a he's a very smart kid. He's he's does funny and cool things, and is mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> King Hopsuit says for work reasons he has to follow. So yep. Dang. I just, I just can't, I do the whole thing where I follow certain key people that I hope they all retweet stuff onto my timeline is basically okay. how I all do right. it. All right. I follow the key people that can retweet stuff. So. Uh, I just use TweetDeck so I avoid uh, people's likes. I don't, oh, I don't have to see that stuff. okay, okay, okay. So, um, anyway, look, uh, people have been talking about in the chat how esports teams even make money. Like, how does that even work in the first place? There, so there's a few different ways. One of them is that maybe you take a split of what players win, uh-huh, some percentage uh-huh. if they win enough money, um, then you take a cut. Another is that maybe you're trying to sell merchandise based around the player, uh-huh. jerseys, but not even just jerseys, shirts, hats, whatever it is. Right. Uh, another is that you are using the players as advertising space. Uh-huh, right. That uh-huh. may be the biggest uh, way that, that money's involved. Right, because that's the thing is if your team constantly is in top eights that are the biggest broadcast, and so all you do here is Echo Fox this, Echo Fox that, Echo Fox that, that becomes... That becomes tempting for sponsors like HyperX, like yeah. like you know Asus or something like that, to be like partnered with Echo Fox because then in that in that picture of Punk that you put up, were there any logos that were on his little jersey there? Uh, I believe so. Probably right. Let's go back to the title here. Yeah, so you can see. Ooh, there's something there. We can't. It's a little yeah, cut off, but yeah. but the point is that like you see those logos a lot and. You know the way advertising works is like you not. It's not that you're going to be like, oh, he's wearing a HyperX thing. I'm going to go buy that. It's just about keeping inside your brain. Right, right. Because the thing about it is, what happens, and I realize this myself. Commercials and things like that are not immediate. Like, hey, go buy this now. Oh shoot, I want to go buy it. It's more like, you know, I'm see this random Drano commercial on TV. Whatever, blah blah blah. And then like two years later, yeah. your toilet clogs up, and you're like, crap. I need to find yeah. something. You go to the store and you're like, I've never heard of this, but I've heard of Drano, so yeah. this must be legit. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's all it is. It's the long con, basically, sure. is how advertising insidious. works. So yeah. Anyway, so th- those those are basically the ways. And and so if a player is not like consistently showing up in top eights, they're not making money for the team if the team's taking a split. Mm-hmm, they're not mm-hmm. making money for the team in the sense that fewer people are seeing the player in the advertising uh-huh. that's involved. Uh, and so there's just fewer opportunities to like monetize the player, mm-hmm. right? So, so it, it, that that makes sense that you, you know, uh, on best of five, uh, Ace King Offsuit earlier was saying that he thinks that there's just a finite number of people who can be sponsored based on results. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. that's true because there's just only so many people who are going to make top eight consistently. Right. Whether there's ten thousand players or uh, or ten or whatever it is, right. like there's just a number of players who are going to be up there consistently enough for that to make sense, and it's not that high, yeah. not that many people. I, I mean, to be honest, I don't think it's going to be hard for Punk to find another team. He just has to make sure he finds a, yeah. a good one, right? One that'll treat him well, because that's what I'm always worried about oh, yeah, is that sure we're going to end up in those situations where, hey, I got this sponsor, oh they d- disappeared. Oh, I got this sponsor, oh they didn't pay me the promised money, and you know, which has happened to a lot of oh, people. Oh yeah. Definitely. 
And then, of course, still. there's going to be the smaller teams that are going to take risks on up-and-comers and hoping those guys make yeah. it big, and then they can get into the limelight that way. Do you right? mean exactly what Panda Global did last year by picking up Plunk, Punk preemptively, and then he was the biggest player in the world, and then they parlayed that into infiltration? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh-huh, I mean, I uh-huh. will talk about how that's going. But, yeah, you know, that's, no, that's, but that was the plan, and it worked great for a while. <laughs> for a while, yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe they can parlay Punk back into Punk. Well, we'll okay, we'll see. <laughs> We'll see. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I, I do think that there's a bubble in esports. Like I said, I think that some of the valuations going on are pretty wild. I think that some of the salaries even being played to fighting game players are probably not sustainable. Okay. Uh, that said, I think there's a good sort of lower echelon of esports that's not a bubble. That's a little bit more sustainable. And I think a lot of the FGC is in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh-huh. it's, I, I don't just mean the way that tournaments are run, the way that streams are run. I, I mean in terms of the actual teams that are more endemic to the fighting game scene, I think that many of them are pretty sustainable. Mm-hmm. And even some teams that are not like just from the fighting game scene, I think that they're doing fine. So okay. it's I, I don't I don't expect like a big shattering of the FGC or, or players mm-hmm. or whatever. I don't think everybody's gonna be knocked out. I'm not that concerned when it comes to even what I describe as a bubble, but uh, you know, are players gonna keep making two hundred K next year? I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, this might be a good wake-up call for some of those players, like Theo and 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 uh, and um, Scar. You know, I don't want to just only talk about Punk. Obviously, yeah. they were let go as well. And I forgot which order it was either Scar or Theo who tweeted out there like, "Oh yeah, I'm in free agency, free agency now." But then they kind of hinted like, you know, motivation, like you know, oh, is escalated now. You know, okay, it's good. time. You know, it's time to get themselves back into shape and yeah. stuff like that. So, you know. Uh, but I mean, the, the interesting thing is now, obviously, Punk might be the hottest free agent out there right now. I mean, was there anything else you wanted to say about Punk as a free agent or Sounds anything right like to me. that? Uh, he's probably one of the biggest free agents right now, right? Uh, and, yeah. And there's a lot now. of small teams, and there are a lot of small teams out there that have talked to me before and been like, "Oh, who do you think?" is good to be sponsored right now. I've had a few people ask me for my opinion on that and, and things like that. And, you know, I've actually, I, I have my own personal people that I feel like should be sponsored right now based off of on lots of different games, right? But okay, do you want me? I was going to ask what do you got? Who, you, who you feel like it or do no, you want me to? Yeah, go for it. So my whole thing is like, I think that there's a bunch of players out there that I think are good enough to be sponsored. And I'm not even just talking about the big obvious ones like Punk right now, right? Like he's got to get sponsored pretty soon, right? And most of the Cap CPT top whatever are all sponsored right now, if I'm not mistaken. Wow, they already changed Punk. Good job. Dang. I'm looking <laughs> on the Capcom Pro Tour website he's right now. He's actually not PG Punk he, anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean... EF Punk. Uh, EF Punk, right. Jeez. Oh, PG Punk just kind of rolled off yeah, the tongue. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, um, you know, for me, I am I have some players. I My goal is to look for the players who do have the potential to be really, really strong and to help maybe a smaller team try to get yeah. into bigger place and also selfishly so those players can travel more and become good because I feel like there are a bunch of players who are on that cusp Mm -hmm. of becoming super, super good. And so obviously I'm gonna be biased in one way in that, you know, I would like to see Commander Jesse SD Panoy. Okay. Like I would like to see those two guys get sponsored because they're SoCal, I love them to death, they're good friends of mine and everything like that. And I think they're very strong. And I think they've both already achieved that level where they can do better than they are. Now it's probably just the travel experience that they're not getting 
you know what I mean, kind of situation. Yeah. So, and then um, in the non-selfish route, I actually feel like um, two players that I saw do well at SCR and, and, and other tournaments as well. I think Mojo is really strong Ooh, right very, now. very strong. I think Mojo is really strong, and I think Toy is really oh, strong. Oh, very strong. I think those two guys really, really need to be sponsored okay. in terms of Street Fighter players. So so those are like probably like the four ones that are on my radar right now that I feel like should be sponsored. Yeah. Not counting Punk, not counting the obvious. Like, uh, we were, you were just looking through that list. I think Mago was on. Yeah, Mago, Gachkun, um... CJ Truth is pretty far up there. Yeah, so guys like that, right? But I, I, I would like to see Mojo, dude. You saw Mojo's. He created the Mojo Dojo, right? I mean, that's that just sense. like that's, that's like the greatest that's thing ever, dude. Uh, he wasn't. Didn't Cool Kid get let go? Oh, did he? I can't remember now. Right. Am I, am I right about that? You might be uh, right about that. Samurai would be a great guy to yeah, see more often. Yeah. No, did he not let get let go? Am I, isn't there some news like that? I don't I'm trying to look it up now. But uh yeah, yeah anyway, Samurai is actually a really good choice yeah, too. I mean he's and he's been uh sponsored in the past. Right, right. He had a big team in the past. Yeah, uh-huh. Oh yeah, there's Broly Legs as well. Broly Legs I feel like needs to get some travel time as Look, well. Honestly, Broly I, I, I Legs is in our it. chat right now, so he's talking yeah. here. So Yeah, cool but, kids is not, that's what I thought. Yeah, okay. Um okay. So no, I, I all Jokes aside, I would love to see Broly Legs get sponsored. I think he's, as I've often said, one of the most inspirational people in the mm-hmm, FGC. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody who, who would be awesome to see more often around. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a good player. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's not, it wouldn't just be that, like, I'd love to see him more often as just an inspirational person. But he's a good player, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, you know, even just thinking about some other games, uh, for example, um, Again, kind of biased here, but okay. I, I feel like Reynold needs to be sponsored. Oh, okay. For Dragon Ball, okay. I mean, come on. Okay. And he's even—he's doing a good job putting out funny clips too. I don't know if you saw like one of his most recent clips. He was just like, he like lands a level three. He's like, okay, I'm gonna bait out the uppercut, and what's gonna happen is I'm gonna get him to go to the other side, do the wrong thing, and I'm gonna two H him and kill him. Okay. And literally, it was like knocks him down. Switch sides. He came out with the wrong thing. Two H. He killed him, and he was just like laughing the whole what entire time. And then there was another clip that he sent out. He's like, "I'm just gonna kill him with with five H." I did see that. Yeah, clip. and then he just like five H the guy to death. Yeah. and that was the only button he used yeah, after that. So, I did see that. I, you know, Reynold is doing a good job on. I feel like the social media front as well. You know, so uh, Reynold, I think, would be a good player to sponsor for uh, for Dragon Ball. Makes sense. Yeah, and and that's kind of why I'm also excited Aww, about. Thanks, Broly Legs. The, oh, thanks, Broly Legs. Yay, Broly Legs subscribed. Um, but also that's kind of why I'm excited about the Arc World Tour. Now that there is a world tour for that, we're gonna see the yeah. people who are you know gonna shine in that and hopefully get sponsored for anime games as well. So cool. Yeah. What about you? No, I, I think that's a pretty good list. Uh, I've been trying to think about players who I think from the NRS scene need to be sponsored, and I'm not sure I can think of one, to be frank. Oh, yeah? Okay. I think I think most of those guys are locked up with at least, like, a minor team. And, okay. and okay. it's... Well, I mean, look, when Injustice 2 first came out, I thought that it was going to get bigger at, in terms of esports dollars. Uh, that hasn't really played out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it there wasn't even like for sure a second season of Injustice Two when it comes to the like, world tour. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I am. You know, I would love to see it more. 
I just am not sure that I could like justify that to anybody. Right. I mean, I'm looking through the Tekken list. Yeah, I mean, as well. Scar and Theo having just left Echo Fox. That's true. But right. yeah. yeah, other than that, I mean, I'm looking through the 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 the, the Tekken list here, but unfortunately, a lot of them don't have the the the, the, the standings don't list their actual teams on yeah. here. But if if Jimmy Tran is not sponsored, he needs to be sponsored. I don't think he is, right? I don't think he is. I don't. So that's the thing is, there's nothing that comes to my mind. If anybody else in yeah, some dumb goy probably needs to be sponsored. So, but Callisto said that Jimmy is not sponsored. So yeah, so thought, he is yeah. a player that needs to be sponsored as well. Uh, yeah, but I think Ryan's probably right that he's not looking for one. <laughs> I oh, think that's probably true. You think so? Oh, some know. dumb goy, you mean, or, no, or meant, Jimmy? Uh, yeah, Jimmy. You don't think so? I'd be. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Okay. I mean, I think he certainly could. Deserves, could yeah, 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 if he yeah, wants yeah. it for uh-huh, sure. Uh-huh, of course. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Of course. I mean, honestly, Tekken is really going places right now. I feel like Tekken is really on the up and up. And if players are really, if if companies are looking for good fighting game players to sponsor, I think they really need to look in the Tekken community right now. That would be great. That'd be great. Yeah. You know, who should be picked up is, let's see, maybe Eris or Flow. I'm just trying to think of Soul Calibur players. I don't know. <laughs> Dan the Nightmare from 30 years ago. Oh, there you know. go. There you go. Okay, but that game's okay. coming out soon, and that's basically all I want to think about these days. Soul Calibur. <laughs> you're, you're all in there, huh? I'm super in you there. You like weapon fighters now, I, I have guess. been playing yeah. Soul Calibur 2. That's so crazy, dude. <laughs> I've just been in, I've been in training chop. mode in arcade. Yes. Pokechop. Oh, Pokechop doesn't have a sponsor? Yeah, 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 that's right. I remember seeing that he's been looking for he's been looking for a sponsor. Oh, okay. So oh, Pokechop definitely needs to get sponsored. Uh, by the way, um, very cool to see that uh, again, I think we've talked about this in the past, but uh, our Street Fighter, Reddit Street Fighter, has uh, sponsored players. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, as you know, Canada our Capita did in the right, past. Yeah, like yeah, uh-huh. I I'd love to see that kind of thing more often again. That'd be okay. super cool. I love okay. the idea of uh, community funded players. But. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, is there anything else to say about this topic? Uh, not much. Just that, uh, like I said, I, I, I would really like to see a lot of the the, the, the smaller players like uh, like Toy, like yeah. S, like like uh, XSK Samurai, like uh, Uncle Jesse. <laughs> Uncle Jesse. Dude, that is, I've said that so many times by accident, and that's that's reference to two different things, by the way. Okay, that's Full House and Dukes of Hazards. Okay? okay, there's an Uncle Jesse in both of those. So. Okay. But yeah, Commander Jesse needs to get sponsored, and, and I'd like to see players like that. Even someone like Mono getting sponsored, I think would be actually be cool. That would but, be that would be great. Uh, yeah. He has been in the past. Um, yeah. yeah, Elch Cody maybe. Yeah, I think there are good yeah, players yeah. out there who can mm-hmm. who can deserve mm-hmm. it. Exactly. So. All right. Okay. Well, uh, do you want to take a break, or do you want to just move right on into? Thunders? How long has this been? Half an hour. Yeah, let's take a break. Um, okay. Do you have all the results for those things yet? Uh, I. Ah, we'll double looked, check. Okay, we'll yeah, we'll yeah. take a break and make sure, and then we'll be back here in just a little bit. Okay, be right back, guys. Dang, you got an El Chicote emote? That's pretty sick. Oh, nice. Soap! Oh, how was your weekend? My weekend, huh? I played Soul Calibur 2. <laughs> no, that wasn't it. Uh, I, did, I did, though, play Soul Calibur 2. I played Street Fighter V. I played Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. 
I played Injustice 2, I played Hearthstone, and that's it. Dang, okay, okay. My friend uh, came over and... Uh, I mean, I worked also. Anyway, go on. We went to um, <laughs> uh, Not Scary Farm this weekend. Yeah, okay. So we do that every year. It's kind of our thing that we that we have, like a yearly trip to Not Scary Farm. So, And he also brought over his copy of Detroit Become Human. Which is oh, cool, the same yeah. people who made uh, like Heavy Rain and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I, so, I remember the game. Yeah, and, uh, I never he, played it. Yeah, he had me play it because he really wanted to see what I did. So, what'd you think? Uh, I've heard varying things. It's 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 interesting. It's th- okay. So Heavy Rain has the problem. Spoilers oh, no. of that, which like all of your decisions that you make, like the characters can't really die until very very late in the game, and like. There's a very famous clip of one particular chapter where you're chasing someone through the supermarket, I have seen and it. you just he just didn't do anything. I've seen it. Yeah, it's and hilarious. It's, it's, <laughs> the guy looks so incompetent. He's like, oh my god, he trips over. The, oh, yeah. excuse me. Oh, what? Yeah. but it makes right through the fruit. Absolutely no difference in everything. You know, in the end is still the end. He can't. Yeah. You know, and everything. yes, and the Sean clip as well. I've seen Genius. that as well. Sean. But um, in in this game. So my my best friend was wanted me to play it because he really wanted to see what I would do in one particular part. Because the other cool thing is that all the decisions that matter after the, the the chapter's over, they show you the branch of all the stuff that you can do. Oh really? And they show you the percentage. Okay. Of everybody's first playthrough. Okay. On what they did. And he had one that was, he was at the 1%, and everybody else was at the 99%. Okay. And it resulted in one of the characters dying instantaneously. So he played only two-thirds of the game, like, for the first time through. Huh. Because they actually let a character die. So it, there's a it lot more, yeah, yeah, there's a lot more to it, so it's actually kind of cool. All so. right. Sounds nifty. Mm-hmm. You got the old results. We got, uh... Yeah. What do we got, got here? Uh, Thunderstruck, we got TXT, there was a Topanga. Yeah, I'm trying to find the Topanga stuff. Do you have the big house results anywhere? Why, yes I do. If you can grab that and the Topanga ones, that would be good. I have so, both of those. Uh, I had smash.gg up. Uh, Soul Calibur. <laughs> that's all you're thinking of. <laughs> I also did uh, lab some... Tekken last night, okay, so okay. just doing some lab work, just trying to figure out more, sure, like understanding mix-ups and stuff like that. I watched a, a video on how, on some king strategies, and it sparked some ideas. So, got some uh, new ideas going on. Yeah, that's right. I saw Left and Chuck the controller. But <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. So we'll talk about that. that in a little bit, so. Anyways, I, I'm assuming the ads are done and stuff. Do it. Okay, hang on a second. Let me keep going through a couple of things. Uh, uh, I'm going to be playing Astaroth at a minimum and maybe Ivy as well. tight. <laughs> Just depends on how much time I want to spend with the game, that's all. Whether I can realistically like keep playing other games at the same time or what. We'll figure it out. Okay. I'm just gathering some news here, that's all. Alright. Well, you can do that after the thing, right? Okay, sure, no problem. Ready? I'm going to be playing Little Mac and Smash Ultimate. Oh, you're going back to Little Mac, huh? Yeah, I'm not going to learn anything new. Okay, okay, cool, (laughs) cool. Okay, be right back.
Alrighty, no, I would never play DDD. That sounds like a terrible idea. I didn't even play DDD back in Brawl, which I actually played in tournaments. What is it about DDD that you don't like? He's just like a big, ugly dude with large range and slow buttons. I don't get it. I don't get it myself. You would never play a big, I large, played Rob ugly dude? in that game. You would never play a big, ugly dude with big range? Does that sound like me? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Uh, no, I just thought he looked dumb. Basically, the reason. Mm, okay, okay. I just thought Fair he looked enough. too dumb. Okay. Uh, all right. What happened the past weekend? Some events went down. There were tournaments here and there. Yes, Thunderstruck it was a big one. Uh, that one took place in Mexico. Yep. Was a Capcom uh, ranking event. Yes, it was. But it was a Saga event for Dragon Ball, if I'm not mistaken. You are correct. Uh, was it a ranking event for Tekken? I'm not sure about okay. that, but if you but if you scroll down slightly, you'll find out. <laughs> uh, I don't see. think it was, but I'm not sure at all. Uh, I don't think so because they had the same, uh, obviously the the premiere event in. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah, of course, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but as for Dragon Ball, that was definitely a big deal. Here, there were also so. big KOF tournaments here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's it's one of those things that you know. Uh, again, I know it's really tough for the Latin FGC, FGC, Latin American FGC. So you know, I'm always trying to. You know, promote them and get them, you know, some more uh, eyes and stuff like that. And, you know, it's a very similar situ- situation, right? They, since they're a ranking event, they streamed on Team Sabroso. Mm-hmm. Or was it Team Sabrosa? I, can't I think that's the second one, yeah. And, um, you know, it's an unfortunate situation because then nobody's subscribed to it ahead of time. Yeah. So a lot of people don't know about it. So it's really hard to spread the word. And so, you know, got to do what we can over social media and everything like that. So... I mean, I feel like Capcom Pro Tour should like, like maybe start up a stream and then host them or something like that. Or that makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, I, it's why the hosting function in in Twitch is so odd to me because there's no notification that someone gets hosted. You know what I mean? Now, obviously, you can auto host things, so it's gonna get kind of messy. You're just gonna get notifications yeah, all over yeah, the place, much, but yeah. you know. Anyway, at Street Fighter V there, it was, uh, you know, basically American players and then some Mexican players and then one Panamanian, if I recall correctly. Uh, Pinoy did well, cool to see for him. Uh, Connieball, who I have known as a player for, I feel like, 15 years, mm-hmm. um, having watched him play a whole bunch of different games. Uh, I think he was a strong Hugo back in SF4, even. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he'd be playing... Abigail nowadays, but I guess he's still sticking with Urian. That, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doomsnake, Doomsnake. Uh, got fifth with Vega. He continues. He, here's the thing that to he me is the most He came in on impressive. the winner side, right? And then lost two in a row, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, let me take a look at the match log. Wait, what are you talking about? Uh, Doomsnake. He came in on Wizard's side? No, he came. Yeah, he came in on top eight winners. Oh, oh I, I thought you meant he made winners finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. And he came in on winner's side and then lost uh-huh. two, went out two, and then. He, look, so, character's not great, but he does such a good job at some things, his command grab punishes are the best. Mm, he does, yeah, I saw you he, about he that. never, like, other people you'll see, if they notice that the opponent's gone for an SPD and it whiffs, they'll, like, do a Vega slide, or some, some similar button for it's, their character. It's the pre-nerf punish that yeah. they do, like, oh crap, gotta punish him while I can, yeah. right. Yeah, mm-hmm. fastest thing you have, no. 
he walks up for close fierce into or fierce into stance change into the whole business. Yeah. Or he does a full mm-hmm. jump roundhouse combo. Like he never lets it go. So he he does really really well um, with the character, but there's just limitations I feel. So. Yeah, obviously. Um, but uh, El Tigre, mm-hmm. that Laura was nasty. And again, you know, I know a lot of people feel like Laura's sufficiently nerfed compared to last season, but I don't know. It just feels like US dropped Laura. Outside of like Idom, I know Eli. Uh, Eli still plays. Yeah, no, she's rare for like sure. That. But like, she's not used that much. But it, outside the U.S., I feel like people are still using her decently. Not in Asia. Yeah, not that many. In Europe and in Latin America, a couple she's still in both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in those areas, I feel like she's still being played, and I feel like she still has potential. Like no one ever puts her in the bot list of like the bottom tier characters. Definitely not. She's definitely mid, top mid tier. You know, yeah, kinda like mid, that. mid high, something like yeah, that. Yeah, but for some reason, no one uses her, and like people don't talk about her as a threat. But you saw right there El, what El Tigre was doing. Yeah, so for very, sure. Very, I mean, Laura is probably still one of the biggest snowball characters in the game. Oh yeah, absolutely right. You know, so she could just be dying, and then one hit, and then it's just like gone. Your yeah. whole life is dead. Yeah. So. Uh, JB was looking good, and in fact, That's he got it. into grand finals on winner's side. And then Punk came in on loser's side with Karen and won six straight games and only lost a single round in doing so. It was a blow-up. Yeah. And it was a big blow up. And that's that's kind of what we knew from Punk. That's the Punk that we know. Yeah. From punk of old who would just come in and just be like, whatever. And honestly, I think a lot of it does have to do with the fact that he's gone back to Karen. Because I just feel like that character fits him. I forgot which event it was that I just saw him at, but I was talking to him. And I, yeah. I just said to him, I was like, Cammy doesn't. Hack. Yeah. Might have been Dreamhack or yeah. um, what was it? Oh, no, no, it was at the, 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 the Toronto thing. Oh, okay. It was at the Toronto, it was at the NA Playground thing. I was talking to him, and I was just like, Cammy is not for you. Yeah. I was like, Cammy is not the right character for you. I was like, stick with Karen. I was like, stick with Karen. And I yeah. think that's going to benefit him in the long run. So, yes, Karen is not top, top five well, tier. Well, I whatever, believe she's but... getting buffed, as we'll talk about later when we talk about the input lag. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, okay. All okay, right, okay. anything else to say about Street Fighter here? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, Smug did not make top eight. Lost early on in pools. Chris T got double jeopardied right. by an Abigail player uh, in, in pools. This is just, again, and we'll get into this when we talk about TXT as well, but the, the Latin America region is so strong oh, in yeah. fighting games, and it sucks that they just don't get the opportunity to display themselves. And we just need to get some premier events down there. And, you know, like, I've talked about it a lot on Twitter, and a lot of these organizations have been hitting me up, like, hey, you want to come down? And I'm yeah. like, I would love to, but, I mean, like, unless they fly me out, I can't really do that. Yeah. But, you know, if they do, I would love to go down. I would love to support them. I mean, it really kind of started when I first, like, went down to Chile, you know, for Festa yeah. Game that one year. And when I was talking to them, talking to Kane Blue River, talking to the speedrunner, uh, the Resident Evil speedrunner, Rebecca, mm-hmm. and all these other people. Like, they're so talented. There's all this skill down there. They just don't have the ability to display it because they're trapped down there in, in a way, you know, because they can't travel easily. The visas are hard. Not only that, it's super expensive for them to yeah. make it out of there. And then it was interesting because I was talking to somebody else about uh, stuff like this and things that we don't even think about right so um um what was it was it like a season pass or something like that but they were they're were talking about like you know where where dlc for a fighting game like oh hey you know you're gonna spend 20 dollars for the season pass for this every year doesn't sound like a huge amount of money to us 
for people in Latin America, that's like, hmm. like once you actually get, you know, with the economic transit, you know, that obviously they don't make as much money. $20 for a season pass for a DLC is a lot of money for them, and it's really hard for them to keep up. And so they just have so many disadvantages down there. I feel like if we could just get some more... I, I mean, I love the fact that Dragon Ball Thunderstruck was a, you know, was a saga event. Yeah. And, like, Tekken did Pagoda and got Capcom. <laughs> catch up, dude. Capcom needs to catch up on this and get some premiere events down there, man. They need to get some premiere events. I hear that. Yep. Okay. All right. Anyway, Street Fighter so, happened. Let's move on. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, That's cool. Uh, Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball Fighters. So Dragon Ball Fighters was also there, and uh, a lot of the U.S. players went down there, and they seem to have dominated. Yeah. I, right. I mean, not not entirely. Like if you scroll down a little bit, there were some American yeah. players. Lord Knight got thirteenth, for yeah, example. Yeah. But no, you're right. The top four were all from the U.S. Uh, that, that said, I do think that the players who showed up there showed really, really good play. Okay, like, they okay. all... I mean, if you look at the top four from the U.S., Hook Gang God, first place, Super Noon second, Apology Man, To Kill Sage. Like, that's on the short list of, like, the best players just in general. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, like, worldwide. Um, so, I don't think it's, like, a big uh, down for Mexican right. players or for the Latin American scene that the, these are the players who, who were uh, up on top. Um, no. So, yeah, I, I think mean, they did well. I cool. mean, uh, where's Jinx from? Is he from Latin America? Yeah, yeah sure. I believe he's from He's uh, the highest place. So yeah. Chris G got fifth place there. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, it seems to be continually dominated by the, the NRG pair right there, Hook and God yeah. and Super Moon. Congratulations good. to them. So, was Nakiel at this tournament or no? Uh, I didn't see him, but I didn't watch a ton oh, of it. Okay, okay. Uh, they also had a KOF tournament. Yeah, uh, it was part of the Neo Geo World Tour. Oh, cool. Okay, okay. So they had KOF 14 and they had 98 as well. Okay, so Nakia, he was there. So Nakia yeah. was there. Yeah, okay. Because I saw someone mention him with a with a Bible thump in there. So I'm okay. assuming he did. He just kind of drowned or something like that in the tournament. So. Top 32. He's the special beam cannon. Okay. But yeah, uh, King of Fighters. Um, uh, I, I watched the grand finals. It was cool. There was a reset in it. Okay, cool. Uh, it was fun. So that's why there was a 98 tournament there as mm -hmm. well. Yeah, right? but dude, okay. I mean, so as, as I was watching, I forget if it was the Street Fighter or the Dragon Ball, you could hear in the background these crazy cheers. Like, dude, it, was, it was KOF. It's great. I love it. Was it was KOF, for sure. It. You could hear yeah. it in the background of the other streams. <laughs> so that that's pretty sick. And dude, I would love that kind of... See, that's the thing. Is that Latin America has that kind of energy. Like, that's that's the audience that you want to show in your, like, check out our scene yeah, videos, man. right? I mean, not having a premiere event in Latin America, I feel like you are just wasting an opportunity here. Because if you just brought something down there, you had a premiere event in in Puerto Rico, or if you had a premiere event in Game Over in Dominican Republic, or in Chile, or, or in Argentina, or something like that, and then you got all, I mean, it's, it would be a premiere event. Everybody in Latin America would try to make it there, right? And then everybody in the world would try to make it there, and the upsets that you would get, and the audience just going nuts would be, cool. be so sick. I'm with you. So sick. <sighs> Anyways. Anyway, Kula won 14. Who won in 98? Uh, 98 was Zabier. Okay. Zabier. And uh, they had Smash Brothers there as well and some Guilty Gear Rev 2, which Lord Knight won that okay. one. So. Right. Okay. So, uh, again, uh, just for people who are unaware, we're not reading off all the, 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 
the results as we have in the past because it's not necessarily... Watch Best of Five. They do a better job with that. Anyway. Yeah, they have graphics and everything. They do. Shh, graphics. They spend time on it. I respect yeah, who, to that. Who, who has time to do that? Dude? <laughs> um, so then you had TXT 2018, which is in Colombia. Yes. Uh-huh. As you said, in Bogota. 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 Okay. Now, well, now nah, nah, you got me saying Bogota. Yeah. I mean, that's like you know, uh, Esteban, right? You know. Yeah. The first time I met him, I was like, "Hey, what's up, Esteban?" Yeah. Right. And everybody else calls him Esteban. Yeah. And he was like, "You're the only person who pronounces my name right," because he's like, "I don't even pronounce my name right." Oh, really? He, he calls himself Esteban as well, and like his mom apparently is like, "Why? Why do you not call yourself Esteban?" I was the only one who said, but now I call him Esteban because everybody calls yeah, him that that's as only, well. That's all I've ever heard. So. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it's supposed to be Esteban. That's what it's supposed to be. So. Anyway, Bogota, Colombia. Yeah, so this was actually a pretty big deal because a lot of the U.S. players went down there to try to take this event. Yeah, this was a Masters for Tekken, so it was a big deal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And guess what? It was not won by a U.S. player, even Dang. though Run It Black was there, Fergus was there, P. Ling well, was there. Area, but... Dude, even Dimeback was there. Mm-hmm. Dimeback from so yeah, there were international there. players, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of players who made it there. Speed Kicks finished in 13th. Bin Chang finished in 13th place as well. I mean, that's that's a pretty good uh, lineup there. But first place went to Abel del Maestro. And uh, I, I don't think he's from uh, Colombia. I think no, he I heard he's Peruvian. Peruvian, yeah, yeah. It was, so, it was another one of those areas, but uh, it was another Latin America region. But how about that? That's great. See, there you go. It's awesome. It's a perfect example. He played right really there. well, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, no, I'm no pro in that game, but he did a good job. Perfect example there of, you know, players that uh, just don't get a chance. Who was the other one? There was also another uh, player that was doing super well with Eliza. Okay. I can't remember which player that was. But, uh, yeah, it's just another great example of the talent all over the world here. You know, you would see that list and you see all these, you know, like Korean players and stuff like that, like Dimeback. You would think that they would be like a given to, to, yeah. to, to get in the top three and stuff. Yeah. So it's really, really impressive. Yeah, it was sick. In, Good in job. Opinion, so, yeah. So there you go. Love to see it more often if that's uh, at all doable. Mm-hmm. So shout outs once again to Tekken World Tour for having a, 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 a Masters event in in Latin America. So yeah. good job. That's in uh, in Colombia. Colombia. Bogota. <laughs> Colombia. Bogota. Bogota. Anyway, there was also the big house which happened the past weekend. Uh, huge event for Smash, of course. Um, in Smash Bros. 4, uh, I saw a video of uh, Toon Link player beating, I think it was Salem. Yeah, yeah beating okay, Salem's okay. Bayonetta, if I recall correctly, which is pretty cool. Um, that's awesome. I didn't watch the rest of that. <laughs> but, I mean, I heard it was significant because Mango actually took out Leffen. So, in Melee. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah in Melee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mango took out Leffen, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. And I saw that that was kind of a big deal because a lot of people feel like Mango is kind of on the downswing okay. right now. So, I, feel, I think a lot of people were, like, uh, really happy. Well, obviously, the Mango fan. Because I saw a clip of him beating Leffen and the audience was going nuts. Yes, right, right, for sure. Uh, Leffen did say that he, like, wasn't doing entirely as well as he could have been, and he was like, I had only practiced for a week. And there was also a controller issue. Yeah, he he said there was a controller issue. Which is why he spiked the controller at some point. (laughs) According to BG Callisto, he eliminated a GameCube controller in Losers. (laughs) 
Okay, all right. Well done, VG Kingston. Okay, right. Well done, well done. Uh, yeah, anyway, it was cool. Um, I, I'm not familiar with Bananas, so I thought that was cool to see him playing Ice Climbers up there in fifth place, considering okay. Uh, okay. how high that is. Um, and then you got uh, Hungrybox taking it over Plup in Grand Finals. Yeah, at this point in time, especially with Armada retiring... You know, from from singles melee. Yeah. I mean, has Hungry Box gotten into the discussion of greatest of all time at this point? Because well, he's I been winning like a lot. I feel like I don't know. I don't follow the scene close yeah. enough, obviously, but I feel like when we check the results, he's like in first place, like maybe fifty percent of the time. You know, it d- definitely feels like that. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> dude, I I saw a picture of Armada who was there, but uh-huh. they played in doubles. Um. I saw a picture of him after Hungrybox won, of him, um, who, who? of uh, Armada oh, okay, in okay. the back uh-huh. after Hungrybox won, and Armada's just like, like, this. <laughs> like, <laughs> he just couldn't take it. <laughs> Retirement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. You gotta think. Uh, uh, so Hungrybox he hasn't won he a there. super big event yet this year. So, but that's crazy. Curly W also mentioned now they're talking about banning wobbling again. Oh yeah. I guess I guess Bananas wobbled his way up there, and now everybody Good. is like, yeah, I know, right? It's like, dude, people are not. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> this actually wasn't the picture that I seen. I saw another picture of Armada also with his head in his hands at the loss. But uh, there's a link in the chat <laughs> by Tap Two DG who. Uh, Shows that as well. But I just, I just, <laughs> oh, so they aren't, no, so they aren't actually trying to ban wobbling? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's, good. that's good, that's um, good, that's good. Anyway, man, look, the crowd after Hungrybox won was, I maybe dejected? Certainly not enthused, for sure. And, yeah, obviously that's been happening for a long time, and I get that there are many reasons for that. Not just mm-hmm. the character that he plays, but right, also right, him right. as Hungry a person. Box, yeah, I understand. Uh, exactly. It's just, it's still like... I still think it's... I don't know that sad's the right word, because I'm not sure that I have... I'm not sure that I feel sad for him. Right. I'm not sure that that's, like, the right uh-huh, phrasing uh-huh, of it, uh-huh. but... Could be better. Yeah. Could be better. <laughs> I don't know. There's some... I want some better phrasing in there, but I'm, I'm like, a little bit... Ugh, I wish there was more, more for yeah, that. Yeah, but it's just, you know... I mean, I love watching Jigglypuff. I Me too. I, I personally enjoy it a lot. So, uh, that's the character that I like to watch most in the game. I was always rooting for Hungrybox. I didn't realize he was such a heel in the community, yeah. you know, because he was considered one of the gods. So I thought he was just like everybody else, that you were always happy when you saw him win. And then, you know, the more you learn about it, it's just a, all the Melee commentators refused to interview Hungrybox. Is this... Is, are really? You, are you spreading bad rumors? Is that real? Curly W? Are yeah, you trying to... I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Maxi. Yeah. People are tired that of was the, true. Okay, all right. People are tired of Puff versus Fox. I mean, look, that's what happens when you have a game like that, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's that it's old and it's unbalanced. Right. It's the and it's not getting past. It's not gonna get. Yeah, it's not gonna right? change. So you know, hopefully, like I said, maybe some of these melee players will give Smash Ultimate a chance because if we could get. Because could you imagine if it was like oh Zero's like okay I'm coming back and then there's MK Leo and then and then all of a sudden Leffen is in the mix and Hungry Box is in the mix and they're all playing one game now that's like good you know like cool. oh my god like it would be cool. the Smash community would explode in my opinion I think would that be would cool. be great for them so but dude I gotta tell you if you're gonna complain about any character in that game and it's not Fox 
I don't know. It's because he's I don't fast know. and exciting. Uh, so I put a tweet out that was basically like I was sad that Hungrybox got that reaction, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and somebody responded to me saying like, look, he's playing a broken character in Melee. <laughs> Again, I'm no expert in that game by any stretch. But if, if you're going to complain about any character in that being game broken. as being broken, there's a clear choice. <laughs> The one frame invincible jump like it's cancelable. A very clear choice. Shine that hits everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Look again. I'm not. Saying I enjoy that, watching the game a lot. I'm not saying that I feel like, you know, uh, Jigglypuff isn't good. I'm just saying if you're gonna complain about a broken character, then you're gonna. Then that's that's yeah. Then For sure. The character you're gonna be talking about, I feel like, is definitely uh, Fox. So. Topanga League is happening. Uh, they are in the final stage, as we addressed last week. So they're, mm-hmm. uh, you know, moving on through. And then they had some of the first like games in this final stage. So right now, Fujimura is on top. Mm, really? Right now, the standings okay. are okay. Fujimura first, Fudo second, then Sako, then Gachikun, then Gafro, then Mov. Um, Mov actually zero and four. Uh, I gotta tell you, I, I really, really like watching MOV play Chun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, that character uh-huh. is as dry as can be, but when he plays her, he's just moving so fast. He's always doing something. His combo conversions are cool. His setups are cool. His movement is very unique. Uh, I really like it. It's very cool. Yeah, I mean, look, we've always said that. Whenever you are good at your character, you know you're the best at the character when you make them move faster than everybody else does. Yeah. You know what I mean? When it looks like their dashes are fast, have yes. less frames and their buttons have less frames and stuff like that. So it's always really cool. But um. But yeah, he is 0-4. Dude, Vasako, dude, some of the stuff that he was doing, like during the Gachikun match, some of the orb stuff that he did, it's just, it's, it's getting, it's... Getting to the point where it's almost silly it's at this good. point in time, and it's really exciting. But I, I think it was Hi-Fi who tweeted out a clip of Sako streaming, and he was just trying to do Manat's trials, and he couldn't do Manat's number five trial, the hardest trial, okay. because his muscle memory was so much intact to harder combos oh, wow. that he couldn't do what was considered simple. In fact, like he finally did it by doing this super long extension in the middle that he didn't need to do, and then finally did what? the stuff at the end. Yeah, dude, it was actually kind of funny. Wow, okay. It was actually kind of funny. So. Uh, anyway, that's that's occurring. And they're streaming it on Open Rec, so um, the way that basically I've seen any of it is by High Fight doing little mm-hmm. uh, little clips of it. I don't know. Yeah, you can watch it if you want on Open Rec. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's about it in terms of events yeah, that can, I had. Uh, unless anybody else has any uh, suggestions, uh, other events that we should talk about. If not, then we're going to be jumping over to... The 5-5 matchup. What do you got? So there's a couple of things that I wanted to talk about. Let's see, which one do I want to go for first here? Let's see. So uh, you were talking about MLB, right? So let's just, talk about, let's just talk about this. The master of vampire. Uh, so the costume that he was playing with Chun-Li. Okay. Let me see if I can find High Fight's clip of it. Because um, it's like that costume was... Oh, dang, the Injustice 2 Intercontinental Championship. You're right. My bad. Uh, that was won by Tekken Master. He, in fact, uh, so the re- way it worked is there, there were two representatives from the Middle East, two representatives from Eastern Europe, two from Western Europe, and two from Australia. And the two Middle Easterners were first and second. 
Okay. Uh, it was okay. Tekken Master and okay. Shark Teeth, okay. number one and number two. So only one person qualifies for the uh, IPS finals from that Intercontinental, and that is Tekken Master. So he has made it into the Injustice nice. finals. So. Okay, okay, good job, good job yeah. to him. Very cool. Let's see, this is one of the clips. Let me see if I can find another one. But it, it was cool to see because there was good Joker play, there was good Enchantress play. Those are two really rare characters. So if you're at all interested in the Joker or in uh, Enchantress, uh, you check out the footage. It was really good. Okay, cool. So here, let's do this. Let's see if this... Yeah, man, the Middle East has good NRS players. For sure. Well, they just have good players in general. But as James was previously talking about, some regions don't have many chances to show yes. that they have that. And uh, that's definitely an instance where they uh, often don't. So I'm glad that they did do the Intercontinental. Basically, the, re the reason that they did it was that the uh, Middle Eastern players actually went to Turkey. They flew to Turkey to play in the online competition. That's in the right. European yeah, yeah, online that's competition. That's right, that's right. Uh -huh. So that's how dedicated they were. And, you know, no confirmation that this is why they then did the Intercontinental, but I feel like that had to be able to play like a big role, right. like convincing them, like, we should really do something for these mm -hmm, guys. So mm -hmm. that's, you know, I'm, okay. I'm really happy to see that. I thought that was great. Yeah, but I mean, so talking, going back and talking about like costumes now. Now, keep in mind, I've been uh, uh, an opponent to the Tekken customizations. I've talked about this in the past. I was not a fan of Tekken customizations because I made the characters distracting or you just couldn't recognize them. And sure enough, in the Tekken World Tour, they force you to play tournament mode. And so the characters can't have any customizations. And so the characters always look the same. And I think that helps a lot. Honestly, I think that helps a lot because, sure, it's funny to see Akuma in the bathtub with the shower shower. It is funny, but it loses a little bit. I think of the of the. It almost kind of makes it look a little sillier. Yeah, that's you know great. What I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm not a fan of it. Okay. Oh, that's a negative for you. Yeah, it's a negative for me. Not a fan of it. Got it. Not a fan of it. And oh, Wasmanator's in the chat. What up, man? Good job this weekend. Mm, nice. That was cool. He played great. Uh, but. It's gotten to a point right now where I feel like some of the Street Fighter costumes are it's gotta at be the exact same, anyway. exact same point right now. Because, like, like, there was this high fight clip here. And, like, Chun-Li, there's just shit flying everywhere constantly. Like, what is even happening? Like, I can't even tell, like, where she's punching sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like that there's way too much dressy flowy things going on everywhere for Chun-Li. Uh, I, I mean, I, I see them with my eyes, but the, I, the, I wouldn't think twice about it, to be honest. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know, like, I just feel like it's a little too distracting. And the only reason why it's not distracting that much is because we know what her moves look like. Right, but if you're new yeah. to the scene, I, I feel like it'd be a little bit distracting. Okay, yeah, if you're if you're new, I can understand that. Sure. Right, if you're new to the scene, it'd be a little bit tougher to see, right? So, in my opinion, I, I feel like maybe some of the costumes are going a little too far, and especially now that you have like Ed looks like Dimitri, and you know Manat looks like Felicia, and it's just like who these characters are and yeah. everything like that. I'm not sure I'm a fan of that, actually. I, I actually don't like how crazy the costumes are getting and I almost feel like we should start limiting the costumes just a little mm -hmm. bit more. Okay. You know, and I know like You mean in tournament play? Yeah, in tournament play. Like I know um uh uh shoot. Young John Takauchi was using the Airman costume and why I love think it. that's awesome because I love Airman and yeah. stuff like that. I just feel like it's confusing 
to viewers a little bit. Like, what I've never seen this character before. Who yeah. is this? You know, I mean, it says Rashid up on the top. Yeah, still, right? at least it does that. Because in like Tekken, it doesn't do that. In in Injustice, it will say Power Girl if you're playing Power Girl instead of oh, Super Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll actually mm-hmm. change the character's name. Because like, um, I still remember the one time I was trying to learn Tekken Tag Two, and the characters I wanted to learn were. Uh, JC and um, shoot, what was the other character I wanted to learn? I can't remember, but like someone in Japan who was really good at those characters played both of them, and I was like, perfect. But he dressed them exactly the same, so they looked like the exact Genius. same character, and it was really annoying. Genius. It was really annoying. So, but I mean, I know that this is Capcom's kind of like cash cow this now. This is how they're, they're making stopped, money. They're making money, so they're going to want all these costumes on stream. Yes. They want people to be like, oh, I need to buy these costumes. It's advertising. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not sure what to do about it, but like, I was just sitting there watching that clip, and I feel like MOV might have been like he might just play that costume because it might be the most distracting one. So I don't think that's working on. Who was he playing against? Fudo? Fudo, yeah. I don't yeah. think that's working on Fudo. Uh, maybe I really don't <laughs> uh, but I mean also but I mind, think you're right if somebody's new and watching right. maybe confused but then also for me I'm also the person that doesn't necessarily look at moves remember I still I could barely tell the difference between Birdie's EX headbutt bullhead and bullhorn right because to me they look the same well I don't remember which one is which name but I, I know the difference between the moves yeah, yeah yeah one of them comes down this way the other one comes up this way Yes. But for some reason, in my brain, I couldn't distinguish that for the okay. longest of time until I had to, like, actively... Which you is, got Zonk and you got Headbutt. Right, which is why my problem with Tekken right now okay. is a lot of the times I just can't recognize moves. Okay. And I just think it's... Maybe it's for certain people who just don't see moves in certain ways. Okay. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I just... I, like, the Blanca costume, I mean, there's that troll Blanca costume, but I think that's his main costume. I'm surprised when I see somebody playing Blanca and it's not that costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was watching uh, a video of Nishkin playing Blanca and he was playing regular Blanca, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I thought that looked weirder. Yeah, it does look weirder. Yeah, I think Blanca, Blanca actually Chad, looks I think is the is the regular costume. So yeah. you know. Yeah, uh, for me <laughs> it's fine. I'm not bothered by most costumes. Even remember that Blanca costume in SF4 with the giant whatever yeah, on his back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That never the, bugged he was me. The oh really? No, I hated that thing. Because I, 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 after having played against Blanca, look again. If you're new, I understand. But having played against Blanca for like years at that point before that costume came out, I basically knew what all of his hitboxes and hurtboxes were. So yeah, just, I'm not as I'm like walking around and he's walking around. I know he's not up here. I know I know where he is. Like I, yeah, I guess. So I'm not. So it doesn't bother me in that respect. Um, I that but that's how I think I deal with fighting games in general. But I mean, like even like Mika's pom poms don't bother. Doesn't you. bother me. Okay, I know I know where her Cho- hands are. Cho- Chocolina Mika, you know, the crazy red crazy bird thing. Uh, is oh, is that the crossover game one? I don't know. I just call it the Chocolina because it looks like Chocolina from Final Fantasy X two. Oh, so. okay. Oh, I'm sorry, thirteen two. Uh, I don't know, but um. Anyway, no, the 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 pom poms don't matter to me. The reason is that when you see her hands there, they're not. That's not what matters anyway. Her, her drawn hands don't have any impact mm-hmm. on the gameplay, anyway. Like it, and and it happens so often in fighting games that a move is animated to look one way, and its hitbox is not there, and its hurtbox is not there. That always happens. So mm-hmm. instead, you just get to learn at, over time where the hitboxes and hurtboxes are. So when I see her do this with stand strong, mm-hmm. I know that it's not going to be. 
here if there's an extra pom pom. Mm-hmm. This doesn't matter because it's not here anyway. Right. It's right. it's just it's just a box. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So anyway, for me the costumes are no big deal. It doesn't matter. It doesn't bother me. Mm, interesting. Okay. Because I know. I kind of remember there was some other situation. I remember some people didn't like certain costumes because it made it look like their hit range was larger or something like that. So someone said in the chat that Axe plays Pikachu with a hat because it makes his headbutt look bigger or something <laughs> like that. So, but, you know, because, I mean, for the people who are, you know, sure when they're used to it, but there's also that kind of visceral reaction when you see things just kind of miss, you know what I mean? So maybe if it's more egregious than pom-poms, which is why that Chun-Li costume seems so weird to me because it's just limbs, like, I just felt like things are going I feel like she, all, all those clips, all those uh, movements that she did in that clip mm-hmm. looked normal to me. I, I, I see that she has the things waving around, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I have to concentrate more to notice them Interesting. Than the okay. other way around. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's like how I played Third Strike for six years before somebody pointed out to me that there's a table in Chun Li's stage. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. <laughs> MK costumes. MKX costumes had different hitboxes. Yes. Oh jeez. But that was obviously well, actually, a mistake. Even, even in Injustice Two, the um, premium characters, some mm-hmm. of them have actually some slight differences. Oh really? Like Bizarro uh, actually has a little bit different than Superman. So yeah. Oh, interesting. Whatever. Okay. Okay. Anyway, for me, it's fine, but I get why it's bothersome for new players. If you played the game a lot, I don't know. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's probably just because I I react a lot on just the visual cues for things like that. The whole game is about visual cues, but, but you know what a visual cue represents. No, it's not the clothes physics that bother me. It's the fact that Chun Li's that outfit just has strips of clothes that are falling in every direction. So at times Chun Li looks larger than she is. But you so, know she's not. Right. But like I said, I have that quick reaction to it. You know what I mean? Know, when yeah. I, say, I don't know. Sure that, I maybe that's just me. It. Maybe yeah. that's just me. So I don't care about clothes clippings and stuff like that. You oh, know, yeah. or clothes physics and stuff yeah. like that. That's a whole other story. The chain is going so. through them. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do like the fact that Tekken, for example, is in the Tekken World Tour that they're using tournament mode, so they can't have the customizations. I like that kind okay. of. Okay. And I feel like for the yeah, Street Fighter characters, that. it's getting a little bit weird because now they're verging into the point of like Felicia doesn't look anything like Monat, and somebody be like, "What the hell is? Who's this character?" You mm-hmm. know, kind of thing, and you know. I think that kind of bothers Whoa, me. Oh, dude, you still gotta... have Zoidberg. He's always coming in here to give us the... That's a 1K. Woo! Dang, look yeah, at all those that. bits. There you go. Shout out to you still have Zoidberg. Oh, that's right. When he does it, we have to go... Dang, you did a good job. That was, good. <laughs> that was great, dude. Yeah. It's not a, not a thousand. It's ten. But that's still great. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, a thousand dollars and a thousand bits, though. I mean, I do need to visit an optometrist, but that's a whole other story. I just Ah. don't have... Oh, I forgot to make that call. I just don't have a vision plan right now, so I can't visit an optometrist. Bummer. I need to do that, so... Bummer. Okay. Uh, Yeah, anyway, there you go about costumes. Um, I mean, maybe they should just maybe not design future costumes distractingly. Yeah, because you can make costumes that are funky and weird. Like I was playing against some Chun Li the other day uh-huh. on SO Five, who used a costume I've never seen. She has these big hats on her knees. Have you seen that one? It's exactly like how I describe it. She's wearing top hats on her knees. Are you playing the PC with special mods? I'm telling you, it was definitely exactly like that. Oh, it was the June costume. I've okay, never seen okay, it before. Okay. 
And then when when you when the two characters are like meeting when it's first showing who you're gonna fight against before the actual gameplay begins, uh, she, this big knee is like right in her in your face. Are you talking about this one here? Uh no, I don't think so. That, it wasn't the June costume. Oh yeah, that, that, I guess one? it was. Yeah, 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 yeah that, that one shows the legs. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. got top hats on her knees. Yeah, but that's how she looked in Star Gladiator too. Come on, you never played Star Gladiator. Come on, man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh man. Anyway, I think that one's weird. Yeah. But I am getting the Zangief Mecha Zangief thing. Oh, I've never you're, actually you're, played you're... the extra battle before, but I've been doing it for Mecha oh, Zangief. Oh, you're trying to get that one? Okay. Who I will yeah. then never use. I haven't been going for any of those because I just know I'm not going to get any of them. Because... They're super easy. Oh, are they? Well, oh, at least okay. the, the first half of the Geef one, the first two extra battles are like brain dead simple. Oh, okay. So I've, it's like one round versus like an easy Yeah, CPU. because I've heard stories of people having trouble getting the last piece of costume. Oh, yeah? So, okay. Yeah. They uh, actually ramp it up maybe? But maybe not. Maybe not. A lot of people are saying it's super easy. So. Super easy for the first two okay. at least. I'm just waiting till they all come out for sale. Mm. And then I'm just going to go up to Capcom and be like, hey, hey. Why don't you just use those esports connections, man? Well, because you, there's probably no codes for them right yeah. now. That's what I mean. Probably when not. they come out on sale, then maybe I can use okay. my esports Oh, connections. boy. So, All right. Uh, anything else to say about this costumes business? Uh, nope. We can move on to the next uh, bit of the 5-5 uh, five, five matchup. So one of the things, we talked a little bit about this, uh, about Super Arcade last week, how they were saying that like, people aren't showing up to their events and everything like that, and they do the match arenas, and we were talking about ideas that could work out. But the truth of the matter is, apparently people are not showing up to Street Fighter Five at all, anywhere. So... Wednesday Night Fights is only getting like 20-some entrants for it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so Wednesday Night Fights is only getting 20-some entrants. I know NLBC is getting less. And I think yeah. uh, Hella Night Fights is the one getting the most, and that's because it's a new venue, okay. and I think people are kind of excited about that. Okay. Right? So I guess there's two kind of things to talk about. One is that the Hella Night Fights is not getting very much viewership because they're on the same time as Level Up, you know, which is to be expected. It's a weird problem. But um, what do you think is happening here with these Street Fighter V weeklies? I think it's just oversaturation of events, that's all. Think so? Yeah, I'm not, I, I don't think that that's any reason to be concerned for the game. Okay. Uh, it's still getting more entrance than other games in most situations when mm -hmm. it comes to big tournaments. Um, it's still the biggest FGC game overall in terms of players, so I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't be concerned. I just think that, especially in Southern California, there's something to do every night, literally. Mm -hmm. uh, in some cases, multiple things to do on, on each night. Right. So. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's not reasonable to expect somebody to go to two things, let alone three things per week. Most people have time for one. You pick which one you go to. Right. Uh, and then you don't go to the rest. So if there's one that's like where you live, say you want to go to, you like live in Long Beach and you want to go someplace, would you go to the one that's in Long Beach or would you go to Wednesday Night Fights, which is a schlep? Right. I mean, you know, I think that, I think that makes sense. So, so for me, it's not that big of a deal. Okay. Some people are saying that it's getting... Cold. So there's over 20 at NLBC every week? Okay, okay. But NLBC has never been that much bigger than that. Uh, yeah. Very rarely has it been much bigger than that. Whereas in the past, mm -hmm. Wednesday Night Fights has, at the most, had 100 people. Yeah. And, it's rare, though. And, you know, uh, Mr. G in the, in the chat also brings up a good point, too, is it could just be burnout because it's been three years now for this game, and I think a lot of people... I mean, honestly, it just might be that they just maybe just don't feel like there's as much to practice in the game. You I'm know? telling you, man, I think, I think that it's not that. I think if you look at the total number of players who are playing in a weekly in Southern California, I feel like it's mm -hmm. quite high. Mm -hmm. Like, it's still big. 
It's okay. just that there's so many events, and it's all spread around. Yeah, I know Wednesday Night Fight starts at 10, which is kind of a tough thing. But actually, when it started earlier, they would get less people because people couldn't make it there. Yeah, but maybe... <laughs> by be, start time. Maybe it'd be better for them to do earlier now if it is the case that people are going to their local events. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. keep in mind, when we say Southern California and talking about locals, it is not... It's such a big area that for me, for us, to go to Wednesday Night Fights is not a local, really. Right. It's, it's an uh-huh. hour and a half drive. Um, so if you have something that's 20 minutes away, maybe you go to that, and maybe the only people go left going to Wednesday Night Fights are people who are also within half an hour right. of that area, uh-huh. which means mm-hmm. that maybe you don't need to start it at 10 p.m. anymore. Yeah, there's there's like the know. BCF, and there's a, um, there's a whole bunch of them. I yeah, can't drop even keep track. Yeah, there's drop kick. Yeah, there's, there's so there's many of them. So No, yeah, honestly, it's an hour and a half to get to for us to get to. See, that's the thing. When I go to Wednesday Night Fights, if I wanted to get there in time to enter, I really literally leave at like 8.30 at night. Because, to get there by 10. Yeah, yeah oh, to get sure. there by 10. Because yeah. if I left any earlier than that, it would take me two hours to get there. And I don't, I just don't want to deal with that, you know. Even going to Super Arcade, when we used to go to Super Arcade, that took us an hour and a half to it get did. there all the time, right? It did. Yeah. Sometimes longer than that. Yeah, people, it's not even just that California is that big of a state. It is a big well. state, but also traffic just sucks in, in Los Angeles because there's no public transportation. For sure, right? for sure. But, I mean, there were stories of, you know, Freaking, uh, I always talk about Paradigm, who would drive two hours both ways just mm-hmm. to get to Wednesday Night Fights at Super Arcade, sure. the, the run back to practice Marvel, and he had no traffic. Right. And he it was, was doing it two shot. hours both ways. So, I mean, yeah. San Diego would come to Wednesday Night Fights sometimes mm-hmm. in the yeah, run back, which yeah. is a couple hour drive, few hour drive. Yeah. So, look, um, the point is not to complain about locals. We're obviously happy that there are so many locals mm-hmm, in Southern mm-hmm. California. It's, it's just that if there's a local. So when, it, when Wednesday Night Fights was the only game in town, which it was for a few years, mm-hmm. we basically all went to Wednesday Night Fights. Right, yeah. But now that there are other things, the reasoning to, to, to spend an hour and a half in your car and like 30 bucks in gas money versus to stay local, it doesn't make that much sense, I, I feel. Right. So I, I totally get why there would be fewer people going to Wednesday Night Fights. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I just know the numbers have been a little bit lower. I was surprised to find out they were only like twenty to thirty yeah. players a week now at Wednesday night fights. Because at one point in time they were getting like a hundred players, yeah. you know, Didn't every happen. single week. So, but uh, yeah, there's not much public transportation. They're building it. They're building it up a little bit, but it's not like great. You know, it'll be a long time, buddy. Yeah, it'll be a long time. Actually, we may be able to take the metro out there. You may be actually able to do that. Um, I should look oh, that up because yeah, yeah, yeah. right. we we both live we happen to both live near a couple of stations, which is not that common. Mm-hmm. But even if we were to do that, uh, I feel like you're still looking at a couple hour trip. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure, for sure, for sure. And then by the time it ends at three a.m., you want to get home as damn fast oh. as possible, so you want your car in that situation. And and definitely, there's no public transport at three. Yeah, in the morning, uh-huh. so. yeah exactly. No, that's good so, yeah, it's it's a it's a tough situation, but. Um, yeah, and obviously people are in the chat are talking about viewership of Wednesday Night Fights and NLBC. The time difference makes a big difference. For I mean, sure. Even our show right now is getting way more viewers because we're earlier in the day than we Dude, were yeah. before. So time time makes a big difference. Time does matter. Absolutely yeah. right. Okay. Uh, anyway, I'm not that concerned. Um, it's, yeah. 
Okay, okay. And the nice thing about that, honestly, is it does give an opportunity for a lot of the other games to shine, too. Because sure. Wednesday Night Fights, definitely, they'll run Eunice Top 8, they'll run Dragon Ball, they'll run Tekken and stuff like that. So I think that's cool. So, Although I haven't seen Tekken on there recently. Dude, so. Home Often um, calls the Thursday morning fights and says, sometimes I wake up and Wednesday Night Fights is still on. When I was recently in New York for about a week, uh-huh. one of the days I was there was Thursday, and I woke up at... I don't know, some kind of earliest for me, six maybe in the morning. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was happening. When I, Wednesday Night Fights was on. Still on. It was on. Right, because it's 2 a.m. over there. Yeah. So it's, it's still at 3 a.m., right? Th- 3 a.m. at that time. Three, you're right, 3 a.m. So it was a late yeah. one, but yeah. Whew. That's crazy, dude. That's so nuts. Not going to catch me there, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the that's a big reason why I don't go to Wednesday Night oh, Fights. Oh, Rich Channel hosts Wednesday Night Fights Tekken. So they never actually do the uh, top four on the main Wednesday Night Fights stream. It's always Rich Channel, huh? Okay. Yeah. Well, anything else to say about this? Uh, no, that's all I got there, so... Well, I got another topic for you. Okay. Which maybe okay. we were going to address in the news, but let's just talk about it now. Which is this potential reduction in input lag in Street Fighter V. They tweeted about it earlier today with very few specifics. Mm. And it's it's entirely unclear what the change is going to be. Yeah, they said that they're aware of the problem. Yeah, right. Um, hard to know what that... Is going to result in. Uh, hopefully, it results in an improvement. But will it mean that the just that the average input lag will go down, or will they stabilize the input lag? How much of a difference, either way, will that be? It's hard to know. It's really hard to know. Um, yeah, maybe they reduce the minimum lag, but there's still the maximum of whatever, right? right. Eight frames. Uh-huh. Um, that which would not be great. So there's there's a lot of stuff that's up in the air about it. Uh, what do you feel about that, dude? <sighs> I think your, uh, I think your Look, initial reaction said everything. I'm, I'm at this point right now where this problem has existed forever, and they're only going to fix it because it's going into the Japan arcade. And, you know, there's been footage of the machines side-by-side side connected through netcode, the two machines next to each other, and they were all choppy I and saw like, that. disconnected and everything. I'm sure they'll look at that now, the too. Land. And it's just like, it's like, ah, uh, like... You could, like, why does it have to take to get it? Like, why wasn't this a priority all along? Like, well, that's a question. All these things, like, why does it have to wait until it gets to Japan Arcade to get this? Look, I totally get it. They're a Japanese company. They want it to be successful in Japanese Arcade. But come on. Like, people have been talking about this forever. And, like, for the longest of time, for Capcom, it was always like, well, it won't translate directly into sales and blah, blah, blah. But if the input lag sucks in the arcade as well, then people won't put some. Now it actually matters to mm-hmm. them. Could have fixed it a long time ago and people would have been, and then you wouldn't have had all this negativity going up for the last two years dealing with all this stuff and people would have been happy with the net code and the input lag and then you just release the arcade version like that. You didn't have to wait till now to fix it. You didn't have to wait. Oh, God. Yeah. Makes me so mad. It makes me so mad that that it's like this. Like, this could have been, dude. There's streamers out there who are just like, I can't do this anymore. I can't play this anymore. The net code yeah. is so bad. It's not know? good. Oh God. Anyways, it is not good. 
What's your thoughts on it? Well, <laughs> any any improvement would be nice, right? But mm -hmm. just the question of what the improvement's going to be. I think the more interesting question is what is the impact of any improvement? Say that there's just an improvement in some some yes, way, yes. however it is going to be. Mm -hmm. What impact is that going to have on the players, and what impact is that going to have on the characters? Who gets nerfed? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who okay. gets buffed? Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. I see. I mean, what's funny to me is that oh, shout out to Kimmy <gasps> Gibbler BTK. Another reference to Full House today. I know that one. Okay. Woo! Woo! Okay. I get that one. Yeah. That was loud. But, um, yeah, that was loud. <laughs> my, my bad in advance. But um, uh, what's interesting to me, and I, I really want to talk about this on an Uncensored, actually. Okay. Everybody's always like, we got to make moves so that they're totally with punishable and stuff like that, right? And honestly, if you made with punish the fighting game, that it would suck. Yes. I actually think the game would suck tremendously. So everyone thinking that, oh, now I can whiff punish everything. I think the game is actually going to suck if everything it's is completely whiff punishable. It's not going to be like that, but still. No, I'm, you're right, though. Yeah. I'm just saying that everyone has this weird, like, utopian idea that, oh, you make you this paragon of fighting games. Everything's whiff punishable. If everything's whiff punishable, trust me, the game will suck. Suck. The game will suck really, really bad. And, and so. no game has ever been like that. Yeah, There's this uh -huh. like fetishization of SF4 as being some game where everybody whiff punished and could whiff punish. And it just wasn't like that. <laughs> I played the game, didn't you? Like, right. people who say uh -huh. that, I don't, uh -huh. I don't understand what they're talking about. Right. Uh, for, for example, like, I was talking about how I thought Dan was better than people gave him credit for. Mm -hmm. And Filipino man chimed in and he was like, yeah, but you could whiff punish those buttons. And I was like... Nobody did that. <laughs> what do you like? What do you mean? I played against Filipino man, and, right. and I never remember him. I mean, sure, you get whiff punished in the sense that uh, the opponent sticks out a button at the right moment because they expected that you were going to press the button. That that happens, of course, but it's not like Dan is stick or anybody is sticking out these buttons out there. And, and, on and you, not even expecting it, yeah, uh -huh. reacts to it. It's just it's never been like that. Yeah, never been like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. The alternate to with punishing, honestly, is what I like in ST. It's just buttons beat buttons. I don't know why the games don't do that anymore. I, you know, I, I think I think some games do do that. I think that's basically how cross tag is, for example. Mm -hmm. Like you're not with punishing. Yeah, in that game. I mean you're that's stuff. that's why like I have so much trouble playing footsies in these modern like yeah. with punishing days is because when I go play ST it really wasn't about with punishing things you just found a button that beat the other guy's button and they had to find a button that beat your button it was really weird like well I used to think for example like Ken versus Angie was terrible for Ken right yeah. and I played against uh, uh, Eugene and Tanya recently and I was using Zangief against his Ken and he was using low strong and yeah, he would yeah, punch my sure. standing medium kick and I was like Same oh shoot I didn't realize that this this button beat my standing medium kick and so now I have to walk in and sweep him when he does low strong. Yeah. And, and, you know, I just think it promotes a different kind of footsies. You can fierce him as well, if I recall correctly. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, okay. And maybe it stands strong, actually. It's that kind of One stuff of like that. And it's not a priority system that I want. No, so. yeah. Uh, but look, e even in ST, as Geef, if you're trying to get it on somebody, you, you try to think, when is Cammy going to press crouching medium kick? Mm -hmm, and then, mm -hmm. then you preemptively, but you do... Punish the button with sweep, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Like but that's... punishing by trading. <laughs> well, but but you, I right. mean, what, Zangief can very I mean, rarely whiff punish. What it. I mean is, is that you're not you're not reacting to her doing down. Yeah, 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 you're yeah. like, mm -hmm, this is the mm -hmm. timing you're, you're going to use, so I'm going to use the timing that will get me a knockdown, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So so that that is also in in ST. Right. It's just that 
there's a little bit more reactivity now. It's a little bit more. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I think the mix of it is fine. Personally, I feel like SF5 does a fine job at that. The, right, about the complaints right. I have with this game, that is not one of them. Yeah, and, and honestly, Tekken is a lot about whiff punishing as well, but Tekken is more about anticipation, right? That's why at the highest levels you get the movement porn, as they call it, where someone's just wave dashing in front of the other guy's face and no one's touching any buttons because it's really oh, about anticipation, getting oh. them to whiff buttons and then you can, you're making them with buttons. Okay. You know what I mean? If you're a Tekken player and you're hitting buttons, Rand, and plus there's also strings on whiff as well that can cause right, a lot of right, problems. So sure. like, if you're trying to whiff... Uh, like, for example, this doesn't work in greens and yellow ranks when I play king, right? But back two into four, where he, he does this and then to a little kick, right? Okay. Um, doesn't work in those ranks very well. But at high ranks, it was working because against the people who were trying to whiff punish me every single time, I would do this. They would see me whiff, they'd hit a button, and they'd get caught by the kick. It was like a bait, right? There's, yeah. there's things that you can do about that. So it's not just whiff punish the game for sure. in Tekken as well. Justice so. is the same way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Shout uh, outs to all the subscribers yeah, here. The subscriptions. Schiffer uh, Brains and uh, Infragrim. Schiffer Brains, nice work. Nice one. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, anyway, so when it comes to any potential improvement in input lag for SF5, I don't feel it's going to turn into everything gets whiff punished, even mm-hmm. if it's like a substantial improvement. Right. Because the game's just not like that. Many of the buttons there are, are not going to get whiff punished anyway. Like, mm-hmm. they're just not built like yeah, that. Standing, the cami standing medium kick is still not going to get It's just not going to be. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it has to be a wish punish, as people like to say. Right. So that, I don't think, is going to change that much. But... I do think that there are going to be some things on the margin that will change. You'll be able to walk up and block a sonic boom a little bit more easily. Mm. You'll, you'll be able to see somebody jumping in the air and anti-air with a good button a little bit more easily. Mm-hmm. Like these are not like by a lot, but like a little bit. Right. Or if... if, if uh, you can actually block after Urien does EX Chariot Tackle and block it in Exactly. <laughs> EX Chariot Tackle is a good example of that. Uh, maybe like an EX Dive Kick, right? It's not going to quite catch you as uh-huh, much uh-huh. unaware. So there are some things that are going to be like a little bit harder or easier Mm -hmm, at the mm -hmm. absolute margins. Some people are talking about characters being uh, substantially nerfed or buffed. I don't expect like major changes. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a little bit harder for Ken to use V-Skill to run in on you. Right? A little bit. Right. But Mm -hmm. again, even now, you're not supposed to use that move willy-nilly. It's you make the opponent afraid and then here comes V-Skill. Right. So that's going to work a little bit less often, but not a lot. Mm -hmm. Not a lot, Mm -hmm. I don't think. Mm -hmm. Even if it's a substantial change, like say that it changes so that it's always four frames of input lag, which is good. That's mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. is a good number. That's a great number. If I it's always it. that, still, that's not a huge difference. It's like an average of two frames per second, or yeah, mm-hmm. two to three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. two uh-huh. to three. Um, not a huge change. So we're talking very marginal stuff. But yeah, it'll have a little bit of an impact. And if somebody's play style as a player is to be a little bit more like offensive or risky, then they'll do a little bit worse. I don't think it's going to be huge. So keep in mind, I'm not saying that everyone's going to react to Chariot Tackle because it is a seven-frame startup. I'm just saying that if you're holding forward when they start it, you just can't block it. So if you walk forward and try to block, like literally if they do it and then you hit back, you're not blocking it. I'm just saying that there is actually a, an actual existence in which you can yeah. ha- see it start and block it, which is crazy. So, yeah. yeah. But, um... I mean, I'm not... So, for example, I'm not... I, I feel like, if anything, Guile's going to be a little bit worse. Not a lot. 
but a little bit because booms are going to be a little bit more blockable. You're going to be able to block a little bit more often when he does Sobat or Knee up on you. Do you think Zangief might be a little bit better because he's going to be able to walk up an SPD a little bit faster, right? Yeah, so. well, I mean, as, as a character that is mostly about reacting, which is Geef mostly mm-hmm, is, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he'll be a little bit better because he can walk up and block a little bit better. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Not a huge improvement. Um, yeah. And even for Dolphin Dive, right? Dolphin Dive is already like 30 frames startup. Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. a lot. Um, so if, you, if you're if you really keeping your eye on the game, you're already rarely getting hit by that move. It only works when you've really, really gotten somebody to not pay attention. Right. Like if you've uh-huh. really gotten into their head. I mean, dude, it's it's how I use Hooligan in ST, Exactly right? right. You can't... That move has crazy startup, but it's so fast and catches people off guard because you just use it rarely. It's rare. If you use yeah. it too much, it doesn't yeah. doesn't have an impact anymore. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, so I don't think that Dolphin Dive is going to have a big change to it because you're already trying to use it in those situations where it's probably still going to work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. I don't think it's so. that big of a deal. Uh, I, I think that the, that the biggest deal in terms of uh, the improvement is more in the morale of mm-hmm, players mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who don't feel like they are getting screwed out of situations. Yes. Like, like people, like uh-huh. I've, heard, I've heard people talk about the uh, uh, Urian EX tackle move, yeah, 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 yeah. like that uh-huh. it's actually unblockable at some stage, um, <laughs> in the sense that even if you had a computer and on the reaction to the EX starting up, then uh-huh. the computer press block, it still can't do it, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that just makes you feel bad yeah, as a player. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So if that is no longer the case, then you feel like you have more control. Then the excuse is gone, right? Yeah. So. You do have a little bit more control, but it's so little. Uh-huh. It's so little. I really think that the biggest reaction, the biggest impact is more just on people and, and how they feel about the game. Right. It's the, it's the ST joke that me and Derek Daniels always have, you know, where we play on an actual arcade machine and whenever something weird happens, we're like... Man, shit would never happen in the arcade. Because that's how everybody reacted when you played ST on the Dreamcast or when you played it on all the other versions. When something weird would happen and you lost for it, you would blame that, of course, right? And so, oh, that wouldn't have happened in the arcade. And so when weird... Dude, it just makes you feel better about it. <laughs> yeah. It just makes you feel better yeah. about it. So. Uh, I mean, look, that the, even though I think that the biggest impact is more on just player morale, I do think it's important. Yeah, yeah. And I just, sure. I really, really hope they fix that net code as well, too. That, to me, yeah. is a bigger deal. I agree with you. I mean, I'll tell you right now, it's like... It's, you're just making people miserable when they play online. You know what I mean? Like, that... For a game that you created that had no arcade mode originally, that still doesn't have a lot of one-player content, that you're basically telling people you just got to play this online constantly, and you're not fixing the netcode just seems like such a weird decision to me, dude. I, I don't. That. Yeah, the Marvel netcode was great, right? The Marvel netcode was pretty good. Was, the Marvel versus Capcom Infinite was better. Yeah, it felt better. Yeah, Maybe but they got to do something with that, man. They got to do something with that. Fix the desyncs. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, fix the desyncs and stuff. Yeah, there there are some times when I feel that the opponent's reacting to everything and I can't see anything. But then there are also times when I feel like the opponent doesn't know what's going on. Like, like there are definitely oh, games yeah, that yeah, I play yeah, yeah. where uh-huh. I think, okay, I'm the one getting the better of the situation right now. You can't see anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you can tell by their play. Uh-huh, you know, uh-huh, they're uh-huh. just like doing weird because they're just like things, throwing like, shit out. Like, yeah. oh, I don't even know what yeah, to exactly, do anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's 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 not good. Um, what what I most want for SF5 yeah, okay. in terms of the input lag is just to get rid of the variability. That's that's yeah, to me yeah, the worst yeah. part of it. Uh-huh. If they also make it so that the input lag is a couple frames faster, fantastic. Right. 
unbelievably fantastic. Mm -hmm. And that they, I don't believe it's going to happen. Street but Fighter, a little improvement will be nice. Because Street Fighter 4 was even 5.5 or something like that. I think that. It, it, the, it was like 4 in one of the versions and 5 oh, in another it? one. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I think like the arcade and, and PS and Xbox had yeah. like slightly different numbers. But, but I mean, whatever. the thing about it is people playing on wireless connections is bad, obviously. But then you have games like Killer Instinct and, and Skullgirls, which seem to run fine even with people on wireless. You know well, I mean? yeah, so, I mean, they just have much, much better netcode. But yeah, even exactly. in those cases, Wi-Fi is mm -hmm. worse, of course. Yeah, of course, of course. It's just not... No, it's, no, 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 it's not yeah, teleporting. Uh -huh, so. Yeah, Injustice is great. Injustice yeah, does uh, Injustice a good approval. one. So. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, there you go. Um, I do think that Karen is slightly buffed. Again, super slight, but a little bit because she's mostly a reactions footsteps oh, character, yeah, okay. which is going to okay. be more viable of a, as a playstyle. Um, on, you know, maybe you talk about like Geef, maybe a little bit of a buff. Mm -hmm. Maybe Ken is a little worse because runs a little worse. Like there's just it's very minor, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. very minor. Uh, who's netcode boats and Joes? Their netcode handles packet loss well, unlike Tekken, Soul Calibur, and Street Fighter Five. I guess he's talking about KI, I think. Um, yeah, I didn't see. Okay. Skullgirls and KI. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. They, it's just because they implemented GGPO-like code better. Yeah. Obviously, Skullgirls used GGPO directly. KI just did a good job mimicking GGPO. So, yep. there you go. Do you think Sim is better or worse? I think he might be... A little bit better. Oh, you think so? A little bit? Oh, because yeah. he can anti-air yeah, a, a little bit, bit more better. consistently. Because I was yeah. thinking that you might even be able to whiff punish his limbs a little bit easier now, Oh, too. well, sure, a little bit easier. But, I mean, standing heavy Unlikely. punch just has such lag anyway. Yeah, you're Most not people are whiffing, punishing it anyway. It's, so It's not that great. So. <laughs> Chun-Li is single-handedly paying for SFI's budget to approve. I don't even think that's a joke, I don't, man. I, well, I don't think that's a joke, but I don't think that's all true, because I also think it has to do with Monster Hunter as well. Mm. <laughs> Monster Hunter is, 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 I'm sure it's helping a lot. Because, so. yeah. I mean, someone always pointed out, they're like, hey, look at season three. Sakura, Blanca, Falk, Monster Hunter, G and Sagat. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> like, Monster Hunter came out. They all of a sudden had all this money, oh. and G and Sagat, all of a sudden, they look that much better. Wow. Right? So Maybe. And they came out at the same time. Like, they just were like, hey, we have budget to, like, do this. Who knows? Who knows, You man? never know. Yeah. And RE2. And look, I'm enjoying Mega Man 11 a lot. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think they did a great job with that game, so. I got the demo, and I really like it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah? Just, I just oh, wanted okay, to try it out okay, first, okay. but yeah, I really cool, like the cool, demo. Cool, Yeah, So, good stuff. I'll probably buy the whole thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Man, I can't believe they didn't make Fang a, a Shinko costume. Come on. That's, yeah, that makes all the sense. Dude, it's too perfect, right? So, oh, They'll never make him yeah, another costume I know, again. I know. So sad. <sighs> all right, enough about uh, this topic here. Okay, you got okay. another FGC news? Or yeah, what? let's take a quick break, and when we come back, let's get through all the FGC news. All righty. All right, be right back, guys. Reveals at SCA at Seam? That would be crazy if they did, if they had any more reveals. People have been talking... Well, hang on. Let's run... Boo! I forgot. Actually, NRG Punk would actually be kind of a cool idea. They would have a... That would actually be kind of cool. I think Makes he would sense. work well with that team. Yeah. 
But uh, what were we talking about before we went on break? I was trying to say something. We're talking about shit, man. Uh, I don't know. My brain, dude. My brain just doesn't work anymore. Oh, we were talking about Fang and costumes and um, shoot, what the hell? Uh, I don't know. Oh, seam reveals. That's right. That's seam. Right. Yeah. Southeast uh, Asia majors. Yeah, that's coming up this weekend. So there's going to be a lot of good stuff happening over there, obviously. But I mean, the the funny thing is, um, people were um, talking about potential reveals, and there's a lot of people saying that because G and Sagat came out so early, that obviously means they have some more characters that are coming. Hey, out. maybe. And if you look at the character select screen, there are still two pretty conspicuous open spots. But that's what it was like in season one. Was it? I don't yeah, remember. season one had the two conspicuous spots because it's the same thing. There's two extra. Then season two filled it up. Oh, yeah. And then season three has the two conspicuous spots. Okay, all right. Unless, unless they decide to... I mean, I just don't understand why you can't just pick the dolls in just, like, for fun in training mode in an arcade. Or just, like, have Are them... they fleshed out, or...? They're probably not super fleshed out, but they're... But, like, on the PC versions, when they were made playable, they have moves and stuff okay. like that, you know? Just put them in as joke characters. If anybody really wants to play them, just more power to you. But just have them be for fun, so... That's cool, man. I'm down with that. Why not? Mm-hmm. What up, Metallicat? It's a cool name. Yeah. Metallicat? Oh, well, oh, yeah, 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 okay. I have cats. Yeah, so do I. Peter. <laughs> Isn't that also the name of the guy that was in Deadpool who, like, dove out of the plane with them? Peter? Because Peter's the name of the old man cop in, in that you could fight yeah, against, that's right. right? So I felt like that was also his name in, uh, in that, the name of that one regular guy who joined uh, X-Force in Deadpool 2. So my, li- my little nephew who is six, oh, turning seven, is going to Halloween as Deadpool. And I asked him what he likes about Deadpool. Because uh-huh. for sure he has not seen the movies. Right. There's no way his mom will let him see those movies. Mm-hmm. He hasn't read comics. I just don't know like what the interest is in the character. I don't think he even knows that Deadpool says the F word. I think that's like not even right, in his yeah, knowledge. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, so I don't know. I think I find it very confusing personally. It, it's funny because I watched the Deadpool and Deadpool two movies on the plane, right? So I actually saw them on the plane recently, very recently. Yeah. And his personality and everything like that, I, I like. He wasn't. I don't think he was ever quite like that in the comics. I really think a lot of it has to do with deep pity. And the videos that he took at the at the cons where he was just dancing and doing all the goofy things, I really feel like I even told him that too. Like I feel like that he actually influenced a lot of how That'd Deadpool cool, is man. perceived now. You know, because he used to do a lot of dancing and stuff like that in his YouTube videos yeah, and everything. So, uh, yeah, you guys are probably right that he just thinks the, out- the outfit looks cool. He's a really big Spider-Man fan. And he plays Lego Marvel games uh, and Lego yeah. DC games. Okay, okay. Um, but even in those games, like I played them with him for a little while. Deadpool's not like doing all the. He's not like cursing up a storm. He's not murdering mm. people. Like it's I don't know. Very right. different character, but all right. Yeah, Deadpool is definitely a very violent, profane. Yeah. Character. <laughs> oh man. Okay, well, uh, are the ads done here? The ads are done. All right, let's come right back.
Oh, we got to talk about the infiltration thing. Oh, that's right. Yes. Okay. We'll save that at the end. There's not much news, yeah. so we'll save that for the yeah, end. Yeah, cool. Okay. Be right back. Well, have you know that I'm great with kids. I have in the past been a counselor at a summer day camp. Did you fart at them all the time? Now, define all the time. <laughs> Did you ever fart at them, ever? Oh, wow, I mean, it's, it probably happened. Well, but I mean, like, you know, you're about to <laughs> fart, and so you just turn around and just be like... You didn't want to waste it, yeah, aim, yeah for sure. Aim it at the kids, uh, you yeah, know? I don't, I, I don't like to waste things. Okay, fair enough, fair enough, okay. But I did. Well, now that you... you know, I, when I was good at it. So now that you are wedded... Yes. The question always comes afterwards is, when's kids, right? Oh, you mean... <laughs> so, um... Yeah, my my parents have two grandkids, <laughs> and also my brother and his wife have two dogs, so they also have two granddaughters. <laughs> you have grandkids and two granddaughters. Because they're both female dogs. Come on, come on. <sighs> that's that's come on. pretty good. That's pretty good. I come like on. it. I like it. All right, okay. move on. All right. Not much uh, FGC news here to talk about. Um, uh, there's a new trailer for Dead or Alive 6, and Tina, Bass, and Mila are uh, highlighted in there. Um, Yugi Moto was revealed in a Jump Force trailer. <laughs> you do have the dad jokes, there you go. <laughs> Guys, so, I know I bring this up all the time, but dude, this guy's Facebook is all about bad puns. That's just all it is. You think I'm the pun guy. He's yeah. the one who's letting it all out there. Oh, yeah. So, Yeah, I do have this about the uh, Street Fighter V input lag. But here's an interesting thing, is that Fantasy Strike is actually going to try to implement hit sparks that tell you whether you're plus or minus on block. Okay, hit. cool. Oh, just in, in general gameplay. Yeah, so basically there's going to be a giant blue hit spark if you're really plus on block. Oh. A smaller plus blue oh. spark if you're just barely plus on block. They have a certain thing for for neutral, yeah. and there's a small X if you're negative on block, and a giant X if you're really negative on block. Wow. Which, to me, is the, the proper categories, which is punishable, not punish, you know, oh, punishable, yeah. your turn, neutral, my turn, I can combo. You know, that's, that's, that's a the, good one. Those are the kind of the categories, and sounds like that's what he's going to try to do. Yeah. Now, I'm really curious to see how he's going to implement it, because that's really hard to do, by the way, because if you can cancel a move, let's say a move is super negative, like a low roundhouse uh, for you, and he does low roundhouse, and then he cancels it into, say, fireball, which is le- like... How is that? You're going to see the big yeah. negative spark, but because you cancel it, you just can't... You just yeah, you would think the spark has already shown up by that point, right? right? Uh-huh, yeah. exactly. So I'm curious to how it's going to work, but, you know, it, it may sound like it's too friendly, but I don't think it's a bad idea I like it. I think that's good. And to be honest with you, I feel like Street Fighter V, if they had more time, that was kind of where they were trying to go mm-hmm. because they had some of the moves that had the different animations on block, like... The like Ryu and Ken's low roundhouse uh-huh, uh-huh. and their low fears had a different animation. That's right, yeah. I think they were kind of trying to go for that, but I do think they probably just ran out of time. Does any do any of the new characters have that? Not that I. I really think don't know. Of. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I think they just kind of gave up on it. Mm. To be honest with you, that's because, right. That was cool. Yeah. 
So I bet you they were trying to go for something like that, and then they just ran out of time, mm. or they just couldn't figure out how to handle the cancel situations and stuff right. like that. So it's unfortunate. Huh. I mean, look, hey, say no to weaves. I'm all about bringing back close-up moves. I know a lot of people don't aren't about that. So, yeah, I know a lot of people don't like that. But I think it's kind of important to bring those back. And I will have an episode potentially this week talking all about that. Very nice. There you go. By the way, uh, Fantasy Strike also put out a thing where they're trying to make it so that animations are, like, relevant by character. So when you're throwing... A normal sized character, your character has a certain animation. Mm -hmm. But then when you throw Rook, the big old heavy golem, uh -huh. they're giving your character a different animation to show that it's harder for them to throw Rook. That it's Is like, that part of the gameplay that Yeah, it's like in the gameplay. Him? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I like didn't... like instead of just throwing them, it's like <clears throat> like it's like a struggle. Instead, it's animated differently. But there's no difference in the result there. Oh, basically. I don't think so. Oh, okay, just, okay. It's just, about it's just the a looks. cool thing to do. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. I think that's pretty cool. I mean, look, I, as I a said... A lot of people said they wanted that for Manat when she grabbed you out of the air. You know how her legs shake? They said no, that she did. does... Yeah, when she slammed you to the ground, her legs are, like, twitching oh, because yeah? she can barely do it. Oh, right? yeah, okay. But people are saying they should have... She should have only did that for the heavy characters, uh, which yeah, actually yeah. would have been cool. Yeah. You know, pe people always joke, like, oh, how can they throw Abigail, right? Yeah, like, it's, yeah, yeah. Well, in Fantasy Strike, they're actually showing it. So, although there's many things I don't like about that game, uh, there's some good stuff. That's a cool idea. I like mm -hmm. the Sparks idea. Yeah, good. yeah, so it's kind of a neat feature there. So I'm just curious to see how it's going to play out and things like that. So, I mean, even something like Guilty Gear Dust, right? In, in the old games, the Dust, like, freaking, um, what's-his-face, Testament, leaned back and arms came out of the ground, right? Okay. That's a freaking overhead. Oh, right, right, right. Right, yeah. it's like, it's the dumbest thing ever, right? Like, it was just, like, stupid that, like, you just, like, again, it's that problem where you have to learn to recognize the move, right? But in Guilty Gear Exit, everybody's dust has a big red spark. And so you don't have uh -huh. to react to the move. You're just reacting to that. Uh, you know what I mean? I don't feel like it hurts the game all that much because it just makes it so you can, quote, recognize the move like like normal. You know, you just don't have to play 7,000 matches against them to learn that, to learn to get used to it. And yeah. I think that's kind of neat. That's fine with me. I think that's kind of nice. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, a couple of other things. This uh, 2018 Golden Joystick Award, Street Fighter V is nominated for Esports Game of the Year. Whoa. Oh, it's not going to win. It's not Didn't Dragon Ball Fighters come out this year? Uh, it did, but it's getting uh, nominated for Best Visual Design. Not for Best. <laughs> Probably because Street Fighter's been a, an eSport the entire year, right? So. Oh, of course. That would matter to them. Mm -hmm. For mm -hmm. sure. Anyway, it's dumb. I don't know who's in this category. Let me see. Because it's definitely not winning. It's definitely not winning for esports. Boy, you are not impressed by the Golden Joystick Award. Okay. okay. Is that really yeah. what it's called? Yes, it's what it's called. Anyways, um, just as a reminder uh, for content creators out there, Born Free, still making a lot of... You better not make a fart noise. <laughs> Not for Born Free. He's yeah, good. for he Born does good Free, work. doing a lot of stuff, uh, still doing content, interviewing a lot of people. Uh, you know, he just did Sako recently, who was talking about how he would come up with 
combo ideas and wake up and do stuff. We talked about that last week. Mm -hmm. But Akore Gaming also came out with a new video. I think we briefed on that a little bit last week where he talks about the importance of community, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. He does good work. Yes, so both of those guys definitely give them a follow, Born Free and Core A Gaming, so definitely keep that in mind. Uh, Born Free also streams nowadays, which is nice. He does good mm -hmm. work. Mm -hmm. Again, his 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 stick has never been like, look, I'm a top player. It's been the opposite. Mm -hmm. So if, if that's something that uh, which I think is like an important thing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's mm -hmm. just showing he's having a good time playing the game. He plays with other people. It's not about him being the best in the world. It's more like a hangout, which mm -hmm. I think is good. I think it's good. Yeah, he had um, uh, who was it that had he had teach him Street Fighter Five recently? Oh, I don't know. He had someone basically teaching him Street Fighter Five. Good. I may be helping him with some Super Turbo pretty soon. Oh, cool, so I man! I might actually have a stream where I try to teach him some Super Turbo. So I think that'll be fun. Oh, apparently it was. Uh, automatic. That's right. It was automatic. It was teaching him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I might have, uh, I might come on for a Super Turbo episode very soon. So keep an eye on his Twitter and my Twitter. Very cool. For for that coming up. So very cool. Uh, okay, that's all I have right now. Okay. Um, I will plug myself real quick. That do this it. week I'm going to try to do an Uncensored this week, and uh, I have some other cool ideas that I'm going to try to do. I'm going to see if I can do. Uh, I might experiment with it tomorrow or something like that where I'm just going to get like four subs and make them play like a four-man bracket in Street Fighter V and I'll commentate it and Good. give advice and stuff like that. So Cool. Hopefully I'll get that. So Makes sense. Okay. Okay, the infiltration stuff. So uh, Panda Global has given uh, a couple of minor updates on what's going on with the infiltration. Mm -hmm. As we addressed a couple of weeks ago, there are allegations that he's uh, had very serious domestic abuse charges uh, mm -hmm. filed and actually prosecuted against him. Um, that, and so you may think that that should be very clear. It should be obvious if that's true or not, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I just want people to know that it's it's not that's not a fast process uh, to figure things out. Um, to translate something from one language into another is one thing, but to do it when it comes to to the legal meaning is different. And it's rare to find somebody who is a good legal translator. That's not a common thing. Mm -hmm. There were been a couple situations where uh, I've needed people to do that for me and I just happen to have gone with law to law school with a good buddy of mine who speaks Korean okay. um, it's just it's not obviously that's not a common thing mm -hmm, but mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. it, it happened to be and and even for him there were things that he needed to know about the Korean legal system he's just he's an American he went to American law school he didn't know about Korean law that mm -hmm, he then mm -hmm, had to mm -hmm. research to even like know what the context was in the right. first place so it's really rare to have somebody who knows enough about Korean law and speaks Korean and knows enough about American law and speaks English and you meld them together. It's not common. E even when it is, it's not like somebody is working on this around the clock. It's a business. You're doing a job and it's probably not the case that Panda Global is their only client. Right. Right. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. there's just, it just takes a while. It's not something that can happen instantly. Um, I, I think that people should give them a while like I'd be surprised if it was done in a month mm -hmm. it's it takes it takes time um, and that's how that's how law is in general uh, <laughs> don't, really don't believe law and order where it's like this person's doing this arrest them here's the trial oh it's done like Impossible. it's very almost ever yeah, rarely happens, happens that, like that way it really should just be like we arrested the guy dum dum two months later we've been getting the trial should. is it not like that I've never <laughs> no. actually watched they make it seem like it happens like right away okay. or the trial happens and they like need one last bit of information so they're running around. Yeah, you know, right. it's never, yeah, exactly. All right. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, again, um, the allegations against him are, are pretty gnarly. So I, I appreciate that Panda Global is taking time to make sure that they understand the full situation. Mm-hmm. Because even aside from the time that it takes to translate stuff, uh, this is not something that you want to get wrong for, for, I guess, many reasons. One of them is legal. Right, you don't want you don't want to open yourself up to to uh, apparently it turns out criminal prosecution potentially in Korea if you defame somebody right. uh, in the way that mm-hmm. that country views defamation. Um, but even on top of that, you don't want to open yourself up to, to a civil case in the U.S., which could be uh, say say that you get it wrong. Like you say, okay, it turns out we believe this is true. We let him go. He then sues because. Actually, it's not true, mm-hmm. and now even in the U.S., maybe he can sue for defamation or, right. or wrongful uh, termination mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that. And you don't want to have to deal with any of that stuff. So uh, it's something that you definitely want to get right legally. It's not something you can jump the gun on, um, in my view. So I, I think that they're doing a really good thing in, in taking time and understanding it as much as possible. If it turns out that um, that they're prolonging the process for whatever reason, if they don't want to give up infiltration, if it turns out that there's something crappy going on mm-hmm. that'd be really unfortunate and it's not something that i would support of course i just think that it's it's natural to expect that it would take a few weeks maybe even a couple of weeks longer than that uh before you really know what's going on it's not it's not an instant kind of thing yeah so yeah i mean i know a lot of people um you know are expecting like instant reactions and instant uh results and stuff but you know we have to make sure we take our time we have definitely to make sure we agree. get all this information correct because the worst thing that can happen is proliferation of false information of either direction yeah that, that would be bad news yeah uh and look it's a good point season three abigail says why would they prolong it while not having him compete yeah i i don't think that they're prolonging it uh in any kind of negative way Mm-hmm. I'd be really surprised. Right. It's just that it's just taking this. You know, if, if that's true, then that would suck. I just don't think that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. think it's going to take a while. So don't expect there to be quick decisions. Uh, he apparently is signed up for Southeast Asia majors. Oh, really? Um, but, you know, he had signed up for things in advance. Right? Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I don't know that that means he's going to compete there. Mm-hmm. I don't know either way. He probably we will signed find up out. a long time ago. That's so. my guess. That's my guess. Yeah, uh, yeah and Dashno Chris says PG has made a substantial investment in infiltration. They want to be certain that they should divest themselves of him before doing so. Of course, right. Yeah, it's, yeah, so yeah, it's, exactly. it's, not, it's not just about that you're worried about uh, criminal prosecution or whatever it is. You don't want to give up a big investment unnecessarily. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. That would be bad news. Um, it, it may even be, I wouldn't be surprised to find out, that some uh, sponsors of the team are sponsoring them because they have infiltration mm-hmm. or they had punk net in previous net times now they have infiltration right. something something mm-hmm. like that so i i don't know um we'll see but i i also want to say i saw somebody on twitter who was saying that look you can just uh let him go and sort of ignore whatever consequences come out of that for korea from korea mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like say that you that means that you are defaming him in korea so he then files a, or there's i guess criminal charges against you in Korea, and then maybe you're found guilty in Korea. Mm-hmm. But what does that matter? Because you're in the United States. Um, that can, it still can matter a lot. Um, I don't think that there's an extradition tweet treaty between the U.S. and Korea, so it's not like somebody would be, uh, at least as far as I know, wouldn't mm-hmm. be extradited to Korea for that, but that means that you wouldn't be able to visit Korea or countries that do have an extradition treaty with Korea 
um, which is bad news just in general. But especially if you're working in esports, right. you can't just give up Korea. It's mm-hmm. just something mm-hmm. you have to be in. And if there's a, a, like a money judgment against you, if there's damages, then U.S. courts actually will often enforce those judgments. So if a co- okay. if a co- if a court in another country decides some case based on foreign law. Um, and you're not there, so you're trying to escape from that. You're like, oh, I'm not going to be in Korea. It's not going to matter to me. The international scene doesn't like that. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. instead, many countries will enforce the judgments made by other countries w- under their own law. Um, it's not in every case, okay. but in cases that are like sort of generally decided properly and so forth, there's right. like pretty general categories. Uh, then yeah, usually. So it, so it can be the case that a court in California can mm-hmm. bust or can force PG to pay up. It's not, you know, it's not like you can just uh, ignore courts around the world. The world doesn't work like that anymore, mm-hmm. and hasn't for a long time. Okay. Okay. Oh man. But anyway, yeah. yep. we don't Again. know any more actual information about the situation. Yeah, <laughs> as best, far as I know, best thing to do is make sure we just take our time and make sure that we yeah. are certain of things. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, um, I don't really have anything else to talk about we've got uh so one of the reasons why we've been starting a little bit earlier and uh is because obviously capcom connect is starting at eight o'clock and uh, we have been uh going through things a lot faster because we're not taking as much time on the tournament results and stuff like that also indeed uh anything that you wanted to bring up anything that you want to talk about i've been playing soul caliber 2 arcade just to refamiliarize myself with things a little bit. Where are you playing this? You know, it may or may not be legal. Of course, okay. okay may or may not. Enough, no, I can't enough. deny or confirm or anything like that. <laughs> I was like, are you busting out your Dreamcast or some crazy thing like that? Just say yes. That's what you're doing. That's just what you're doing. You know, it's un- unknown. Oh, unknown. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, I've been playing it, and uh, yes, I've, I know that there's online play, but I'm probably not going to be interested in that. I just I just wanted to get a better understanding of kind of the feel of it, yeah, yeah, what you're yeah. supposed to do in situations. Of course, the game's going to be different anyway. It's yeah, not Soul yeah, Calibur yeah. two, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. just to get a sort of general idea. And what I've noticed in particular, as I'm playing against the computer, is that I just keep walking forward and back, and I'm not doing enough side walking, oh, yeah, yeah, which is yeah, a big part uh-huh. of the game. So that's what I do in to Tekken do more. as well. That's the biggest movement problem I have in yeah. Tekken. So yeah, yeah. So I've been trying to do that. Check that's it out. Cool. That's cool. Uh, I've been uh, playing Hearthstone's one-player mode, the because there's just like puzzles that they've managed to put okay. in the game that I find are fun. I don't care about the game competitively, so I'm not playing against people anymore. But uh, there's just fun puzzles in the one-player. mode. Okay, interesting. So it's just like you have to figure out the way to beat the opponent with the cards that you have. Kind yeah, of or like even more weird things like than that, like try to match the opponent's set of cards exactly including their health tallies and whatever so you're just trying to mess with your cards in such a way that it ends up like that yeah it's kind of fun little games and i guess it just teaches you little things too right i don't care it's just just a fun fun problem to solve oh man yeah i um played some more tekken last week streamed some more tekken and all i did was end up playing a shaheen player for like 20 to 30 games cool that was about it and then I went to training mode, and then we just started doing training mode stuff because I was trying to test some punishes against Shaheen. 
and then someone's like, can you do Jack's like just frame thing where he does the boom into the this, and then you can punch people oh, off the floor. I didn't know that was just frame. Yeah, there's like a just frame little little setup to get the punch off the ground that's inescapable, right? And I did that, you know, pretty quickly. Like people were like, oh, this is how you just frame. I was like, oh, okay, I get it, and I did it like almost right away. And everyone's like. That's actually pretty hard. We need to see you do the taunt jet upper now. Okay. Which is Brian's yeah, yeah. one frame. Dude. So I'm just sitting there trying to do that for like an hour, dude. And dude, so if, in case you guys don't know, like if you hit, oh, what is just frame? Just frame is basically for Jack. Um, as soon as you land the jackhammer, boom, there's one small window that if you input a command, it'll transition into something else. It's just a precise window that you have to yeah. hit another button in. Mm-hmm. Very small window. Exactly. So uh, Just on the right frame. Right. Now, Brian's thing is not really a just frame, because basically he has an unblockable taunt that hits you with his knee, yeah. and it makes you reel for a certain period of time. You can cancel that taunt any time before or after it hits. So there's a crazy window in which you can do this special move, right? Okay. And so into jet upper, which is back forward uh, two. The command is back forward two, right? The startup of that move is just right so that if you hit him with the taunt and then do the jet upper, uh, if you hit him with the taunt and then you want to do jet upper, you only have a three frame window. But the three frame window is back neut- is forward, neutral, back, and two. Okay. So basically, you have to hit on the knee on the first frame that it hits. You have to hit back, then right. neutral, back, forward, neutral, back, and two in three frames. So each one of those has to be exact. So it's three, three inputs, one for, frame inputs. Yeah. Uh, so literally, if you don't do back, if do forward, back, two in three frames perfectly, huh. you will never get it to combo. Dang, that's pretty nuts. You never get it to combo. And it was crazy. I mean, like, seriously, I was doing it for an hour. I was doing it for an hour, and I was just like, I'm not going to waste your time sitting here huh? doing this. And everyone's like, no, you got to keep trying. And I was like, man, I, I don't know about this. And someone linked me a video of Jimmy J. Tran, yeah. who's famous for landing this. Yeah. So there was a video where they had a 60-second timer. And he was going to do as many of these as he could. <laughs> okay. And like halfway through the video, he's like, yeah, I'm tired. So at the very end... After landing three in a row, oh, he he had thirteen in sixty dang. seconds. He did it thirteen times okay, in sixty so seconds. He, dude, it's like it's like what, what? And so apparently, Eris just recently did this. Apparently, Suikin just recently was just sitting there trying to do it on their stream. Could for they it. do it? And they eventually got it like after an hour or something wow. like that. And then basically, I watched Jimmy's video and I was just watching what he was doing. I was like, okay, okay, and I went. And I finally got it. Nice. And so basically, I am the greatest Tekken player in the world. It sounds like <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> I actually did it. it nice, was really, dude. Really That's crazy. Awesome. Oh, someone actually linked it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was actually really, really happy that I actually uh, got that. But dude, it's so hard. It's so super hard to do. Yeah, it's it sounds like it, man. But the fact that Jimmy can do it consistently like that is pretty crazy. So, pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, that was on my Jay Chenzor channel. Mm. Shoutouts to Boats and Joe, making sure that I can plug my own Twitch channel here. Nice slash Jay Chenzor. Yeah, after I did it, I was just like... Yeah, like, I mean, for, absolutely. For right? like a minute, I was just like... Yeah. Oh, dude, it was so funny. Oh, man. 
Um, I found, uh, maybe you already knew this. Uh, in BB tag, when you do an active switch, mm -hmm. it activates on negative edge. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know okay. that until yesterday when I found that out. Okay. Um, and once I found that out, that mechanic basically became twice as accessible to me. Uh, like I just, I've been trying to do it and not understanding why it wouldn't come out or why like it would seem that I could do it sometimes earlier, sometimes later. Mm. I never really knew why. It's because you were letting go at different yeah. timings. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Man, I haven't played BB Tag in so long. Oh, yeah? I need to get back into that because all I've been doing is playing Tekken. I mean, you know, you can't uh, can't blame you. Yeah, I mean, last night, like I said, it was like 4 a.m. and I'm just sitting in like, should I go to sleep? I really want to test this thing in Tekken. So yeah. I tested something in Tekken for about an hour. Went to sleep. At f no, actually, I went to sleep. I no, it was longer than an hour that I tested it for because I think I went to sleep at around like 6 or 6.30 last night. Sun was definitely coming up. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. This morning. Not the right word. Yeah, this morning. <laughs> so, who do I want as a DLC guest caliber for uh, a guest character for Soul Caliber? You know, someone that someone mentioned that I thought would be sick. Oh, like Haumaru, like would actually be pretty sick if you put in a Samurai Showdown character. I think. Oh, ah, that would be cool. That makes a lot of sense. In Soul Caliber, I think that would actually be super cool. Yeah, BB Tag is my current favorite game. Yeah, I BB believe Tag it's the best game right now. Super fun, super fun game. But yeah, I've been spending all my time on on Tekken. So my nooch has gotten better in BB Tag. Your what? My nooch. What's that? I don't know of anything about that. That's not an existing term to me. Oh, really? Oh wow! I hate all that right. word. I hate that word. The nooch. Yeah, it's gotten better. By which I mean. By the way, thanks for the subscription. Straight up. By which I mean way dumber. So it's not not now that I'm just like trying to do normal grappler stuff and I'm calling Tager, Spark Bolt, and then dashing forward with Wall, uh, which is how uh, I was playing for the first like couple of right, months. Right. No, no. Now I'm calling Tager, Spark Bolt, doing super jump, forward dash, air C with Wall Scene, which is the big splash. And then that can cross up or not. And also I could just active switch to Tager in the first place from way far away. Mm -hmm. So your anti air against Wall Scene doesn't matter. Uh, right. And I can do that before or after the spark bolt. It's just dumb, but it's a lot of fun, and that's basically the game. Yeah, <laughs> it's just mm -hmm. whatever you can do to just bypass the nooch. Yeah, I was finding some new right before I stopped playing it. I was finding new stuff to do with um, with my uh, 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 Orier Blake team that was kind of busted as yeah. well. So. Yeah. That's how all the teams are. So I was playing against this Jubei Jin team. Mm -hmm. And he was doing all the crazy crap that I thought Jubei could do, with like the cross up and then when do you active switch or not oh, yeah, kind of yeah, nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. It was legit, especially with a character like Jin backing him up. So he has like Jin mm -hmm. slow fireball. Mm -hmm. But then he also has as Jin on point with Jubei in the back, that super slow, annoying fireball, fireball yeah, the bouncing yeah, thing. Uh, 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 that team seems really strong. Dude, that character, I think, is really good. Every team. Jin plus this character is a really strong team. <laughs> yeah, that that's true. But I, I do think that Jubei is really good. Okay. Uh, Canada Cup, Third Strike. Uh, I, I would like to commentate Third that'd Strike. Be great. I think yeah, that'd we're be still cool. talking about that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, uh -huh. Hopefully so. Uh, we'll be there, though. Is, is uh, Tetris Effect going to be at CTWC? If it is, then I will definitely try it. CTWC is not going to be this weekend. It's going to be the next weekend. That is a Classic World Tetris Championships. I'm sorry, Classic Tetris World Championships. 
I will be back again there this year to do some commentary for TGM and for NAS Tetris. So I see. that should be super exciting and be a lot of fun. So it'll be at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo once again. When is that? Uh, it's not this weekend, but the next weekend after that. And um, it was just cool because like when I went there, I, I had the time to just go play all those old video games. That's like cool. Crazy dude. Climber and, and all these old games and stuff like that. It should be a lot of fun. So there you go. Hawkman uh, and BB Tag, I think, is uh, pretty good, but maybe not like fantastic. Mm -hmm. He just deals an incredible amount of damage. His mix-ups are like okay. He's got some overhead low stuff. But, uh, yeah, he doesn't have the, like, slowly building up meter thing anymore, right? So he just, yeah, it's yeah, about, yeah. like, canceling stuff into stuff, which he's, is the mechanic. He's he more has. about trapping people with that really slow assist. His like, assist is that, super slow. Yeah, you do that and then switch when you're sandwiching them, and then now you got to deal with this, and you're scared of this thing, because that assist does a crap ton of damage, too. Yeah. So you're just terrified the whole entire time, so. Yeah. Um, and Soul Calibur launches in, I think, a week and a half. Yep. It's coming out very, very soon. Who do you think is bad in BB Tag? I think they're basically good characters. Who's bad? Yeah, I don't know if there's anyone. I mean, everyone said Yukiko early, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I haven't actually. I saw a bunch of Yukikos like the day after the patch. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I don't think I've seen one since then. And I haven't been playing okay. her either. Yeah, I was excited because after the patch. I think Yukiko is better. I've heard Kanji's better too. Yeah. I haven't seen him though. After the patch, Jubei became way more legit, like as a solo character. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be great as a solo character. <laughs> he's obviously, his strength comes from having teammates. But. Um, Man, I, I miss my I miss my Jubei Yuzu team. He's good. Yuzu Bay. Welp, any, I don't think we have anything else to talk about. No. But yeah, I think my, my vote's probably Chia is the worst character. Really? I thought she was really yeah. damaging. I thought she like she does do super damage. high damage. Yeah, I don't think anybody like sucks, but I think okay. she's, in my view, okay. probably the worst. Okay. Uh, what legacy characters do would you like to see in Street Fighter Five? Whatever. I mean, for me, it's always been... I want Honda there. Yeah. I want Honda there oh, because... Um, Edmund Honda. Get this at 86.com by using my affiliate link at tinyurl.com slash 86jchenzor. Nice. And uh, that way you can support... You can get cool swag and support me at the same time. Uh, I really want Honda because he's the only Street Fighter Two character not in the game. Yeah. I want Sodom because he's the only character that... From Alpha that has not returned in four or five. Right. So that's. And that's, I want twelve. Yeah, I know you want twelve. And God. it doesn't really matter to me that much. Character would suck. Character so bad. No, that's correct, Boats and Joes. Thank you. It would be nice if Sakura was in the game as a good-looking character. Yeah. She is a pilot. I mean, I know I know Callisto is not big on it, but um, is it more a gameplay or is it just animation that bothers you? I know gameplay is obviously also a problem as well. It's I don't like, even think she's that bad. She's just so bad looking. Yeah, she. Is. She looks and terrible. Shout out to Colby Santana for the subscription from Twitch Prime. Heyo. Yeah. Anyway, you about done? Should we just? Just I don't know, we don't have to write it out until Capcom, whatever connect, they're calling it. Connect starts. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Dude, they definitely should bring back Hakan. You know why? Because if they announce Hakan, there's going to be all those people who are like, Oh, I'm so excited for Hakan. I love Hakan in 4. There will definitely be that. Definitely. Yeah, and <laughs> everybody is just The like, two Hakan players in the world are like, What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. How do I learn Unist? Uh, two ways. One, 
check out the playlist on my pinned tweet, which leads to youtube.com slash TV, where Choice Sauce and I go through all the characters, etc., and all the game systems and explain all that. And secondly, buy the game and use their tutorial, because their tutorial is really, really good. The tutorial is excellent. So, and then play online and just go. And just go. Radaka claims he is the number 13 Hakan on PC in North America. Sure. I'm sure he'll be happy to see Hakan again. Just all the people who were all super happy, but that that Mika was coming back. Like, I loved Mika! You didn't play I, Mika I in knew Alpha 3. For sure, fewer than five Mika players I'd ever met. Right. Ever. Uh-huh. And two of them were like me and Crack Prawn, right? And it, yeah, like, you two and... Um, Olaf Redland were, I think, the only people I knew who at oh, all cared really? about me. Okay, okay. I think okay. that's it. <laughs> I did a lot of traveling in the FGC, and I never met somebody who was all about me. Uh, how difficult would folks. it be to stream Nest Tetris? It would be kind. Of, I don't know what the the solution. I haven't looked into that yet on the right way to stream Nest Tetris. But now that I have an OSSC, it might actually be a little bit easier. I know the uh, the Nest Classic has a little bit of input lag, so it doesn't work very well for that, so I would have to come up with some different way to do it, but I still have my Nintendo. I still have my Tetris cartridge. Not only that, but I have the Nintendo, which is the top plug-in, the new one, which is super rare, and everybody wants that one because it plays cartridges much better. You don't ever have to worry about blowing into the cartridge to push it in and click it down and everything. I have the top-loading one, so it's really uh, rare, very valuable, because it didn't sell for very long, but it's for like almost all intents and purposes a better Nintendo console. But I have that, and I have the original Nintendo Tetris, so I could stream for there. And I think with the OSSC, I might be able to do it fairly laglessly. So cool. maybe I can stream it. We'll see. We'll see. IRL stream it, dude. Yeah, I'm working on the on the on the TGM stream right now. I'm still trying to get a, a super gun, which is the hardest part because I thought a super gun was like, hey, this person makes the super gun or that person sells the super gun. There's like 19 different super guns and oh. they all have like different qualities oh, and yeah? some of the best ones are they're all, all the good ones are made by just some dude who just like makes them and so like I want this. He's like, I don't have any right now. I have to sit down and make a bunch of them and then they're order and then you got. In the back order, there's a list and all huh. this other stuff. So super guns are way more complicated than I thought. What than I thought? And yeah, when Tetris Effect comes out, I will definitely be streaming. Oh, I've talked to Art before, and trust me, when I talk to Art about how to stream on like with the super gun and everything like that, dude, that is the rabbit hole yeah. that you go down because he will just start talking, and then there's just all this information, and I'm just like, I have no idea what's going on. So yeah. The AVS from Retro USB. Okay. Yep, I will definitely uh, be working on that. So, in any case, uh, Capcom Connect is going to be coming on. This is week number three. Yeah. I believe the guests that they're going to have this week are uh, shoot. <laughs> I knew who they were ahead of time. Let me get you that right now. Okay. I have no idea. I've been uh, going to physical therapy for my various many ailments, uh, and that was part of it was today. Myers, that's what it was. Oh, that's cool. Myers is going to be on there. Myers and uh, I think LPN is back on there. So Okay, good. Well, check that out uh, a little bit tonight. That's going to be happening uh, in 10 minutes. 
Actually, it has helped so far. It's only been three or four weeks, so it's going to take quite a while. But the most immediate problem, which was that my bicep tendon was tearing and my two rotator cuffs are also tearing. Uh, I mean, they're still doing that, but uh -huh. um, they've been helping me get better posture that relieves some of the stress on it so it doesn't okay. hurt as much. Okay. And they've also been helping me uh, make the muscles around that area stronger so that that even if the tendons fall apart, which is a real possibility, uh, that the muscles will at least keep it all in place. So yeah, it has been helping. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Dang. Do I bench with bad form? I can't bench because I don't have rotator cuffs. <laughs> I can't bench. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's not, that's not even to do with age. You've been having these uh, problems for a while now. So right? it so. turns out that I have uh, hypermobility and ligament laxity. And that's something, hey, you can test it yourself. Can you do this at home? Let me know if you can do this. First of all, try to do this thing that I showed you. Okay. Which one? Which was? Yeah, put your, your thumb down to your wrist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. You can't do it. So I can right. do it pretty easily, like this. Oh, dang. Okay. It's just goes like that. Um, let me know if you can do that. And then the second one is, can you do this with your fingers? <laughs> just put them, with, how, how do I show this on the internet here? I'm trying to see it on the... Can you put your fingers at 90 degrees? How is this so difficult? Yeah, there it is. They're just like at 90 degrees there. No, not like that. Look, the actual fingers are at 90 degrees to my Oh, hand. I see. Yeah, no, this is as far as yeah. I can go. Anyway, so I can do that. And I've been able to do that stuff since forever, since I was a little kid. But I never thought that was weird. Because if you just grow up with like your body being able to do a certain thing, you don't think to think like... Can everybody else do this? Right. Or you yeah, just yeah, assume yeah. it's uh -huh, something that people uh -huh. do. Um, but it turns out that that's an indicator that I just have extremely mobile tendons and joints. Okay. And that fits in with my experience of breaking and dislocating so many joints. So is that a good basically. thing or a bad thing to have? Uh, those? So it can be a good thing if you're doing certain stuff. Like if you're a gymnast, that can uh -huh. actually be helpful. Yeah. Right. Okay. But if okay. you have had as many injuries as I've had from playing sports in the non-professional capacity, just like messing around, mm -hmm. then it's not a good thing. Okay. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. All right. Can you do, can you do this? <gasps> All right. Let's see if, let's see if I can show this. Oh, look at that. <laughs> That's my scapula coming out of where it should be. <laughs> Ultra Dalsum from Ernesto. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Ernesto with the one bit. <laughs> Woo! <sighs> it's just it's the shoulder blade that's extending like six inches. Okay, out of yeah, blade. okay. So tune in to Capcom Connect coming up in five minutes. See ya. <laughs> oh my god. Oh wait, hang on a second. It was so gross I almost forgot to bird us out of here. Uh... I'm just saying if you have Notice those things yourself. You may want to get yourself checked out and see if there's anything that you can do about it. Um, you can definitely take certain supplements that will help you, which is what I've been doing lately since I've gotten physical therapy. You can do physical therapy to learn how to make it so your body's not going to fall apart. Because it's cool to have parlor tricks, but the other side of it is that, you know, I have tearing and broken joints and all sorts of other stuff. So it's not actually great. But I can do this. Ah! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! No! Yeah.
But you don't. You have the hitchhiker's thumb, right? I don't know. So just try to bend it, your thumb as far back as possible. Oh, yeah, right. you do have. You is do that, have, is yeah, that weird? that's hitchhiker's thumb. No, that's not weird. That's fifty percent of the people have that. So there you go. Anyways. Okay. See ya.